out. Hit it. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, March 24th, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 498. This is No Agenda. Enjoying the new Ice Age here at the Travis Heights Hideout, where SoCo meets MoFo in the capital of the Drone Star State in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Hazy, Hazy Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. It's Craig Vaughn Buzzkill in the morning. Uh, sorry, I, I kind of stepped on your Dvorak there. I noticed that. Well, it's because you went, I'm John C. Mm, Dvorak. You're doing like a new Dvorak thing. Yeah, well, you know, you have to be, uh, you're trigger. You're obviously got a trigger, uh, a, a itchy trigger finger. <laughs> no. Well, I ha- you know, I have to anticipate the same way you have to anticipate. Well, whatever. Yeah. Any- okay. Anyway, let me just say, John, happy Greek Independence Day. Yeah, happy Greek Independence Day to you and all the people out out there. Hey, the wait, but wait, but wait. Happy World Tuberculosis Day. Oh, how about that? Yeah. And so should be happy about tuberculosis? Yes. And and happy third anniversary of the Affordable uh, Care Act. You'd never know. It hasn't been more affordable. <laughs> that, well, that, not according to the statement by El Presidente. He's full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched his show again this morning. We probably should, we should probably should play it. Um, it actually, let's do it right now. So he has a you know he has a he has a podcast. The the president. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, what is it's it called? Just a, it's just a clip from his video thing, right? It's not separate. Uh, well, it's a, yes, it's his video thing. It's, it's a video podcast. And oh, you, yeah, no, I know. I thought you meant an audio podcast. That no, was you, no, whoa, you can also subscribe to it as an audio podcast. Right, but it's just a video podcast in audio. Yeah, correct. Just the That's audio right. track. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. Of the video podcast. Yes, it is not a specifically produced, uh, but it's a podcast nonetheless because it has about the same audience as most podcasts. Which is nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no one is. No one. No one watches this except uh, uh, me. Yes, I, their audience is extremely low. And um, so, <laughs> I, of course, you know, as, as, as we do every single Sunday, as Miss Mickey has made the the lucky no agenda pancakes, and uh, we're sitting at the table. And this is the only the only day, by the way, Thursdays and Sundays, I'm allowed to have the laptop on the the, the breakfast table because you know it's kind of rude. I thought you had a studio. No, but for prepping, I have the laptop while oh, we're, while oh, we're for eating. Prepping. Yeah, I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to eat to oh, yeah, to prep charming. while we eat. Got it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and how does the president usually start? Heil Hitler. <laughs> he usually says Heil everybody, <laughs> but he didn't start like this. And Mickey immediately goes, "Ha! Huh, someone told him." <laughs> it's like, dude, it's getting a little obvious. This whole Heil everybody thing. It's now been three months since the tragic events in Newtown, Connecticut. Now, I want you to listen to what he's saying in this report because there's so many um, words that we identify as, you know, uh, as controlling and mind code and 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 terms that are bogative. It's it, it just boggled my mind, but it does lead into something that uh, I have discovered that is well, we've already discovered it, but now I have absolute proof as to what's going on. I think it's important, but this is. I think we just have to listen to this to pick up on the little uh, code words. Three months since we lost 20 innocent children and six dedicated adults who had so much left to give. By the way, do you hear the the horrible audio on this thing? It's like they got a generator running at the White House. Three months since we, as Americans, began asking ourselves 
if we're really doing enough to protect our communities and keep our children safe. Did we ask ourselves that? Uh, maybe somebody <laughs> did. For the families, I was, I was, I'm surprised he's not talking about NCAA brackets. <laughs> yeah, well, we are. That video I, I skipped, but yeah, we have that video too. If you want to see him do the brackets, lost a loved one on that terrible day. Three months doesn't even begin to ease the pain they're feeling right now. It doesn't come close to mending the wounds that may never fully heal. But may never, of course, they'll never fully heal. But as a nation, the last three months have changed us. Oh, okay. This is very important, John. The, the na- we have changed as a nation in the last three months. They forced what? us to stand. Hmm? Was there a memo on this? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you didn't get it. Answer some difficult questions about what we can do, what we must do, to prevent the kinds of massacres we've seen in Newtown and Aurora and Oak Creek. And uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and Pakistan. Oh, I'm sorry. As well as the everyday tragedies that happen far too often in big cities and small towns all across America. Hmm. Today, there's still genuine disagreement among well-meaning people about what steps we should take. To- <laughs> I love this. Okay, here's where it starts to get interesting. Genuine disagreement amongst well-meaning people, i.e. the a-holes who don't want to do what I want them to do. Reduce the epidemic of gun violence. The epidemic of gun violence. Did the CDC put out a memo? I didn't see any epidemic. And how do we define an epidemic of gun I, violence? I think, didn't, don't, didn't we have a clip uh, recently of someone doing the statistical analysis? It's gone down. Yes, it's gone down. So there's no epidemic. It's just the opposite. But it's an, but it's yet it's deemed an epidemic. Like swine flu, it was an epidemic, or you know these. I think these are very these are weighty words that have just been thrown out rather uh, callously. It's in this country. But you, the American people, mm-hmm. have spoken. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. What did you say, John? I didn't say anything. I was watching <laughs> basketball. You've made it clear that it's time to do something. And over the last few weeks, senators here in Washington have listened and taken some big steps forward. Mm. Two weeks ago, the Senate advanced a bill that would make it harder for criminals and people with severe mental illness. Ah, Okay, whoa, hold on a second. The Senate has advanced a bill that would make it harder for criminals. Clearly, it's easy for criminals, or it's hard but not harder. And people with mental illness. Now, this is the... the, the, the what? Don't, don't most criminals buy their guns through a, a gun underground network? You know, the one... <laughs> like the one run by the Justice Department? Yeah, in, in Mexico, that one. <laughs> Weeks ago, the Senate advanced a bill that would make it harder for criminals and people with severe mental illness from getting their hands on a gun. So, <laughs> so you're right about that. I can. The criminals are like, oh, man... I mean, harder. <laughs> but it's going to be harder. They don't buy from a store. <laughs> but I mean, a hardcore criminal, a, a street gangsta, does not wander into big five sporting goods and say, "Hey, I'd like to get myself a piece." Now, the, like, <laughs> correct. But it's about so, it's about the mentally ill thing. That's what I want to focus on here. So okay. let's uh, let's listen. An idea supported by nine out of ten Americans. Oh, <laughs> what is <he> a doctor? <laughs> a dentist? I think he meant nine out of ten Americans support this bill. <laughs> I thought, wow. I, I mean, we should go on the street. But you know what? I'm pretty sure that if you ask the question correctly, and the question is. Don't don't you think that's how you ask the question? Don't you think that um, we should prohibit people with mental illness from having guns? And I think you're right. Nine out of ten people will say absolutely. I don't want some crazy uh, you, you, guy you with you a could gun. Put it better than that. You should say 
don't you think that a homicidal maniac who is certifiably mentally ill and a danger to society should not have a gun? Yeah, but that is not the question because that's not what they're really shooting for. They're going for a very different level of insane. Including a majority of gun owners. Oh, a majority of gun owners. Was well, it they're all, yeah, well, they're yeah. all insane, too. Yeah. yeah, of course. The Senate also made progress on a bill that would crack down on anyone who buys a gun as part of a scheme. Did he say crank down? Crack down. Okay. Crack down, crack down. Scheme to funnel it to criminals, reducing violent crime and protecting our law enforcement officers. Finally, the Senate took steps to reinstate and strengthen a ban on the sale of military-style assault weapons. God, I love the description. Remember what used to be the assault weapon ban? Now it is literally military-style assault weapons. So the adjective assault weapon... That's an, that's an, well, that's a noun, noun, but the assault is an adjective. Am I right on that? I don't know. Keep playing. Well, it's, it's important because military style, you know, doesn't mean it's a military weapon. It means... No, it, no, that's what it's, it's, it's a it's cheap a toy. trick. It's, a, yeah, it's like a toy can also be a military style Yeah, I toy. have a military, a military style BB gun. Yeah, exactly. Set a 10-round limit for magazines and make our schools safer places for kids to learn and to grow. Okay. These ideas shouldn't be controversial. Here it comes. They're common sense. Oh. They're supported by a majority of the American people. Okay. Majority of the American people, common sense, shouldn't be difficult, and, of course, supported by mayors uh, against guns, or I think it's mayors against illegal guns. Uh, Joe O'Biden uh, put the top of his head back on and went off to New York City, and here was Mayor Bloomberg and it starts to become clear what this is really about because, as you know, uh, or most people will know, the, the, there's a big fracas here because uh, they pulled out the uh, banning, outright banning of military-style assault uh, weapons uh, of the proposed legislation. Uh, and it's like, oh, they're only leaving a few things in, but it really is about the insanity. 89% of likely voters approve of background checks for all gun sales. And 86% of voters approve such background checks and polls in a national cross-section of 21 states. And that's in line with other recent polls that have found that more, and, more than 90% of Americans support background checks for all gun buyers. Okay, now it's important that you hear all gun buyers. In other words, John... It would become illegal if, uh, you know, w uh, if I come to, uh, no, let's just say you happen to be here in Austin, Texas, and uh, you say, wow, that's a nice looking gun you got there. And I say, yeah, you want to buy it? And you'll be like, yeah. And I'll say, okay, you know, 50 bucks. And if you give me 50 bucks and I give you that gun, that would, that will be an illegal transaction without a, I have to call the federal authorities and do a background check to make sure you're not insane. Huh. And polling overseen by Republican Frank Luntz has found that 82% of gun owners, including 74% of National Rifle Association members, support requiring criminal background checks, background checks for anyone purchasing a gun. There's no real debate among the American people. Oh, no. Not at all. No, no debate going on no, here. No, no debate. debate happening. Around the country, Americans understand that requiring a background check for every gun sale is just 
good Co- common, common sense. sense. It's just good common sense. And some states are taking action, including New York, thanks to Governor Cuomo, and Colorado, thanks to Governor Hickenlooper, who has seen such terrible mass murders. Terrible. And in Connecticut, Governor Malloy uh, has proposed, and legislators appear prepared to act on firearm safety reforms as well. They include making private gun sales subject to background checks. There you go. So, the, so private gun sales. Private. Just private. Limiting the size of high-capacity ammunition magazines and strengthening anti-gun trafficking measures. So uh, what happens is, you know, so this is obviously a coordinated effort. We have the president with his little show. The vice president goes to Bloomberg, who will do anything to control the slaves of America because he gets off on it. By the way, he's, he's short. Oh, yeah, he's a midget. Is there, is there like, a, an entry on the Wikipedia for his height? Because Obi- he's, like, half O'Biden's height. He it's, is, it's uh, I believe he's, he's about 5'2". Five, five, maybe. Wow. So, of course, this happens, but then a memo goes out. And this is pretty much the essence of uh, of this program, is to show you how the system works. So the memo has to go to everybody's telescreens. And I uh, happen to uh, focus my... Uh, uh, my Yagi antenna on uh, Washington State. And this is how these measures are being interpreted and rebroadcast uh, to the human resources who must comprehend what is happening. What is so frustrating for people is that after many of these mass shootings, we discover that the perpetrator had this history of serious mental problems and that family and friends even tried to intervene and get them evaluated or committed only to find that they didn't meet the legal requirement. Now, today, a bill was debated that tries to do something about this very problem. So (laughs) here we go, everybody. We need to have legislation that makes it easier for your friends and family to, to lock you to up lock you up and deem you insane and this report is very interesting as you will hear from an actual family mm, who had their uh, their um, their uh, their son committed a murder uh, but if you hear all the warning signs uh, you will be very very uh, disturbed i have to be literally a dangerous person right now to this is uh, 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 one of your fine legislators in washington state be detained representative tammy green favors strengthening the state's involuntary commitment law to include potentially dangerous as well the potentially dangerous john uh. <laughs> expansion allows the decision maker to say wait a minute we see this pattern happening again Pre-crime. And the family has told us this has happened again, and we have history this has happened. This green is herself a mental health nurse. Mm-hmm. Every day when I work, I see someone who didn't get the help they needed until it was a little too late. And uh-huh. if we catch it early, then we don't have you know, the naked guy running down the street with a gun. Oh, the naked guy. Not the naked guy running down the street with a gun again. <laughs> By the way, if you are the naked guy. That, that meme hasn't been around for a couple of years. However, if you are the naked guy running down the street with a gun i think it may be time to seek some professional help um but i'm not quite sure how you know you can uh, assess that someone is potentially dangerous after last year's deadly rampage at seattle's cafe racer which left five innocents dead the gunman's father notice they say innocence which is another military term i like that yeah <laughs> you like that <laughs> so we're like we're like innocence isn't that what they say the when i was in iraq it was like, oh yeah, two innocents were killed, but that that, that usually means people of a um, of a unoccupied country. I wonder if these five innocents were uh, <laughs> uh, brown colored. 
five <laughs> innocents dead. The gunman's father talked about seeing dangerous signs in his son. Dangerous? Are you ready? You, want, you might want to write this down. Hello, uh, chat room in particular. Write this down. We heard things like, the army's out to get my memory. <laughs> he had foamed at the mouth and had these rants about the world. It, oh, <laughs> whoa. I'm telling you, every person who listens to this podcast, you are now officially potentially dangerous and soon to be the naked guy running down the street with a gun. And how it ought to be. How it ought to be. <laughs> And they were not easy to listen to, but they weren't. I'm going to go over there and kill those people. Uh And so many times you hear families saying, we Uh. tried to get help, we couldn't get help, we knew this was coming, but they didn't meet the law. I haven't heard that once. I haven't heard that once. Have you ever seen an interview where someone said, well, you know, know, my my son who, uh, here we go. How about the Joker in Colorado? Where's his family saying, oh, we saw all the signs. We now, couldn't get help. Quite the opposite. He sent an entire book to his uh, psychiatrist. Uh, he was in an actual psychiatry program studying his brain. Yeah. At university. You know, of course. Well, the most recent guy, that, that the guy who shot a couple of people, he, uh, he was described as, a, as a, a really nice guy, but a loner. Yeah. Uh-huh. He wasn't described as something they tried to get help for. He's just a loner. Loner. Yeah. Although, loner. by the way, it was his parents who described him as a loner, which I thought was a little odd. That's <laughs> a little sad. <laughs> so this is a new war on crazy. And that's really what this is. And I and I, I tried to get a clip. I didn't have enough time. Just as we were uh, going to uh, to start the broadcast, as it were, um, a, uh, a reporter from the Hartford. Oh, what is the name of that thing? It's the Hartford Current, I think. Yeah, that's a paper. Uh, which, by the way, their logo is a is a big eye, <laughs> a big all seeing. Right? Oh yeah, with a big yeah, with in a triangle. I'm telling you. Yeah, Hartford Current. You got to see this. Hart C O U R A N T. I believe. Yes, I believe so. Hartford Current. Courant. The Hartford Courant. Uh, well, this because uh, I, I saw the page. Anyway, no, no, I. Mm, I'll find it for you. Uh, so one of their reporters has now come clean with a. Uh, oh, hold on, I think I have the. Uh, but the big news in Connecticut is that a at their women's basketball team, the University of Connecticut, mows down Idaho, a hundred and five to thirty-seven, proving that women's basketball is a farce. <laughs> Uh, it's the Concord Monitor. Oh, the Concord Monitor. Well, that would, yeah. The <laughs> so that, if that could. look at the Concord Monitor, and uh, Anne-Marie Timmons says here, after the Monitor's mental health series In Crisis was published last week, I got one reaction more than any other. I Reader- got no eyeball on here. Well, it, let me just, this, that, that's such a, a minor story. Readers were surprised, some unconvinced, that 26% of New Hampshire's residents have a mental health disorder. The statistic appeared in the second story of the series and came from a 2010 study, blah, 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 blah. Didn't 26% seem high, a caller asked me last week. Not to me, because I'm one of the 26%. This woman is all over the news today. I've been hospitalized twice for suicidal ideation. What's this woman's name? I can look it up. Anne-Marie Timmins, T-I-M-M-I-N-S. 
Anne-Marie Timmons, suicidal ideation, most recently for... And she said that? Yes. She used that word? Suicidal ideation apparently is something that you can be... Yeah, but who would say it? Well, (laughs) Well, she did. So the whole point is you're going to see more and more of this mental health Is this the woman that's playing the, 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 is this, hold on a second. Is this an old woman? Um, No, she's not, no, she's kind of young. There's another Anne-Marie Timmons who apparently plays the uh, accordion. And uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, she doesn't. No, it's not the. Uh, she's in Kansas City. No, and, no, never mind. No, it's different. This is uh, no. She's she's actually, she's actually she's quite pretty looking. Um, is this the woman that's Anne Marie Timo at no, on Twitter? No, Anne Marie Timmons. T I M. I know, but her name is Anne Marie Timmons, but her Twitter handle is Anne Marie Timo. I have no idea. She's cute. She's. Uh, just only seven followers, so it looks like a scam. <laughs> seven followers, yeah. But so she is. Yeah, is, she, is she the Anne Marie? How many Anne Marie Timmons are there in the world? I never heard of such a name. Yeah, she's one on MySpace. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? I mean, the point well, is, I do because maybe we can do some research on her. Okay. Well, um, uh, is she's cute. You say how old is she? I'd say she's uh, forty. No, well, this is not this girl then. All right. Um, oh, it looks you like think this is a plant. You think this is bull crap? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh. I think I, th- I think we're going to it, see. It sounds like bull crap. Yeah, I think it we're just going has to see... bull crap written all over yeah, it. Yeah. So I, I believe what we're you know remember the DSM five is coming out. I believe we're going to see more and more of this mental health stuff. And right first, it's guns. Okay. So it's like, well, you know, you're you're mentally ill or you're somewhere on the spectrum or whatever it is, you can't have a gun. And you're going to be ratted out by your family or your friends or your neighbors like, oh, hey, you know, that guy's a little kooky. So I think, you know, you should uh, you know, we have the uh, potential. Yeah, he's wearing a he's hey, this guy's wearing a t-shirt that says end the fed. Or Atlas, what do you think that means? Atlas he shrugged. wants to end the federal government. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's wearing an Atlas shrugged t-shirt. This guy's kooky, clearly. He's so, got a John, who is John Golf sticker <laughs> on his truck. Exactly. So then you're going to get picked up because, you know, of course, we all, nine out of ten Americans agree, and the majority of gun owners, that we can have mentally ill people having guns. So we have to come in and make, do you have any guns? Oh, I'm sorry. And we have to go see if you're potentially dangerous, if you potentially could be the naked guy running down the street. But that's only the beginning, you see. Because then it's like, well... We don't want, you know, insane people driving cars. So, you know. They're a lethal weapon. Yes. In fact, I mean, it's common sense. You don't, I mean, do you want, uh, do you want just drivers on the road who are sharing the same road as you and your children? Do you want them insane, mentally ill? No, it's common sense. So let's test everybody. And lo and behold, here it is. Um... Doctors urge mental health screening during annual physicals. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. This is, this is inter- great. This is not great. This is far from great. This is USA Today. Most general practitioners can administer mental health screenings during an annual checkup. And, of course, uh, the question uh, which is posed in USA Today with a cute graphic, would you be offended if someone told you to get your brain checked out? Ah. <laughs> uh... But anyway, a new study from the University of Cambridge suggests everyone should get their mental health checked as often as they have an annual physical. That would be once a year. 
Essentially, treat your brain just like any other organ. Yeah, and we know so much about it. <clears throat> Unfortunately, most people don't address mental health issues until they are drastically interfering with their lives. But this is a real problem. And, of course, if you look at the uh, drugs that many people are taking... Oh, yeah, they're giving a, making them mentally ill. They're making mentally them mentally Ill. ill. So this is a... a, a we, got another, we got another note from another guy... Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. About one of the drugs that, that we've been recommending on this show? Yeah. Yeah, and what? Chamblin, or sh whatever that last one, Shant Chanterelle. Chanterelles. That's a mushroom. Um, whatever that uh, was. Chantix? It was Chantix? No, Chantix is the, is the not smoking stuff. No, no, not that. We haven't talked about that for a while. S uh, Cialis? No, not Cialis. No, no Cialis is a... <laughs> Cymbalta. 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 That's go. the one. <laughs> Why do they always have the same similar sound? It's interesting. It must be some study. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the guy says, you know, he blacked out for days and had all these issues, and it was the same thing. It, was, it wasn't as funny as your story, but uh, <laughs> the guy woke up, you know, because he was, werewolves were after him or something. <laughs> vampires and werewolves. No, that's what he thought. He had, he had ingested werewolves and vampires. He said he had the same experience. It was bad and but, it wasn't good. But he took it for his, the doctor prescribed it for his back pain. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> it's not funny. So Why don't you, you know, morphine does work for these sorts of things. Well, I, oh, it upsets the. I, I asked people about this. Why are you giving people these crazy drugs when these old classics, opiates, yeah. are out there for the taking? And morphine is like a really good example of that because it doesn't have all these crazy effects that, that some of these whopper drugs do, which are just boosted to the extreme. And, it, and the response is always the same Oh, morphine will give you a stomach ache. <laughs> really? Yeah. And blacking out is not bad for your health? <laughs> No, stomach ache. Oh, it's, it's a, it gives you a horrible stomach ache. People get nauseous when they take it. So, of course, uh, you're absolutely right when you say, you know, it's going to be, it is, it's, so these messages are now coming in. This is Washington State, where I think there's a lot of old people who are just, you know, incredibly easy to test stuff on. Old people and people who work at Microsoft, it's probably the same thing. And, um, and Starbucks, corporate headquarters. Which, which, of course, also is a propagation network. I'm convinced of it. You know, doo -doo 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 -doo. Well, Starbucks, attention, you got Starbucks, attention. you got Microsoft, you got Sega, you got Nintendo, yeah, you got Amazon, you, go. oh, you got Costco. Hey, by the way, that Jeff Bezos are, guy, insane. Have you ever heard him you laugh? Know, Bezos could probably be locked up by this. He better be. He better do some lobbying. Is everybody familiar with Bezos laugh? Hold on I think second. so. No, I don't. I don't think well, we've heard I'm him in a sure long time. I'm sure Australian audience isn't. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, here is random Jeff Bezos video. Uh, this is him. <laughs> this is him random. on <laughs> random. I'm just I'm just making it up. This is him on the Daily Show with John Stewart. Doesn't he do it all the time? His laugh. Yeah, no, he he does. He he likes to laugh. He's it's, a no, it's good natured it, fellow. No, it's a Tourette's. I recognize it. You think so? Yeah. It's oh, that would make sense because yeah. Because Tourette's people usually sit with you. Well, even you are very well organized. <laughs> I'm not that well organized. <laughs> well, by your standards. But if you took a look around my office right now, you'd probably start twitching. Well, yeah, I am. I'm not even in your office and I'm twitching. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Of course, there was a... How annoying is that? An ad. Can't show anything. Um, anyway, so but you, it's it's it's. And he it, laughs like he goes. Oh. No, no, it's like. <laughs> it's no, it's really it's worse. No, than, it's, it's a funny laugh, and he's and he. It's and not. He, no, it's a. It's not a funny laugh. It's a disturbing laugh. Yeah. 
Hold on. It's a, it's kind of it's like disturbing. A, it is. Laugh. It's an uncomfortable laugh. For you? No. Well, yeah. Us Tourette's guys find it uncomfortable. Let's see if we can get him to the, laugh. The Kindle Two. Laugh. Ships today, and uh, uh, you've brought a clip. Let's laugh. Oh right. I'm sorry. Oh, almost. He almost. <laughs> it's, uh, there it is. I was wondering what that helps, was going to be. Helps, <laughs> <laughs> aren't you? When did you start? I'm telling you, it's a nervous tick. Things I assumed. Come on, laugh. You had nothing. You were just. People sitting uh, oh, shut up, by a, on your right Amazon on it, it and is. then you would send it to people's houses. I didn't know you actually made things. Well, uh, we started working on this four years ago, but mostly on, we laugh. do pretty much what you described. Thank you. Don't laugh. Is that your business plan? Is that how it's written down? If you watch long enough, it's just like, man, his laugh at one is... Point, at one point, he loses it. At, 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 all the time. Yeah, and you know, and I and I have a lot so of respect. So you think that lasts a nervous tick? It's totally. Not really yes. Uh, oh, you, you didn't think so? Oh I man, never thought much about it. I've only heard him laugh a few times, and I've all the people in tech. I've never met him. Oh well, see when you're, and when, I'm sure I'd crack him up, so he'd laugh like crazy. Yes, when you're a Tourette sufferer, then you 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 see people's ticks from across the room because you're so used to concealing them yourself. So I see kids with ticks. I see just uh, you know. Um, you know who else has? Who has very once very similar to me is uh, the Family Guy a dude. What's his name? Uh, who makes Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane has the same uh, Tourette's I do. Exactly huh. the same. And and uh, he was he's pretty good at containing it. But you know when he's in an interview, you can see it. You can see it happening. Yes, we are a cult. We are a community. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, because he does a lot of the kind of odd swallowing that you do, and some of odd the... swallowing. Now that's <laughs> what are you talking about? It's odd swallowing. <laughs> Wait a minute! Not, I don't even know I'm doing this. Yeah, like, now, yeah, I'm, yeah. now I'm self conscious of my odd swallowing. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> this, people wonder why I like to do radio. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anyway, so they are clearly coming to get us. Uh, and it'll be like, and look at that guy with his twitches and ticks and his Atlas Shrug t-shirt and his end the Fed bumper sticker. It's called, let's call the cops. Yeah, no, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. But I, I do want to, since we're on that topic of the guns and the whole thing, I do want to play something that was kind of, I think you're right. I think this the, the, the crux of this whole thing, because they, they didn't do anything really, except they started promoting this, this anti-insane thing. But Biden did come out and say something. I do have a clip. And, uh. Now, let's get, let's talk, just for one second, let's get something clear about Newtown, Connecticut. When all was said and done, and the final analysis came in, how were the kids shot? With the <laughs> assault rifle? Well, this is, with, this is very unclear. This is very unclear, but I'll bet you they were riddled. Well, no, but it was, <laughs> they were all riddled somehow. But don't you remember, we have the, the documents came out that the, the assault rifle was in the trunk. He never used yeah. it at the school. It was pistols. Yeah, however, however, the medical examiner. But uh, that was at the beginning. That's it, before they got the script right. Yeah, so before the, before the rewrite, before the, the yellow copy of the script was distributed to everybody, including the medical, medical examiner, uh, he said, oh, it was all the long gun. He said, oh, right. it was all the long gun. Because of the velocity of the, sh of the bullets. Yeah. Uh, although you can have a high, I mean, I don't know what you, what velocity you're talking about, but if you shoot a three fifty seven Magnum, that's got a lot of damaging characteristics. But anyway. he specifically said the long gun. Right, he, but he then they changed it, and then finally they, they agreed that the, the guy did not use any long guns at all. They were pistols. He had a couple of... Of automatics, and he was shooting kids with that. And, and by the way, his accuracy rate for these pistols was uh, outstanding. 
Yeah, apparently the guy was a sharpshooter. Who knew? But anyway, so but Biden apparently never got the final script. <laughs> oh, he got it all right. He's like, well, oh, he's, what's he, this he, crap? Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's what when no, he no, plays, no, it's worse. He's like, I told him to put shotguns in. That's much cooler. Did you ever see the video that's on the net of the women shooting a shotgun? Yes, where they're falling down and then they <laughs> and they use the AR-15 like boom, 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 boom. It's perfect. It's so yeah. true. A 12-gauge shotgun is not, uh, you know, a lot of women, petite women certainly, or women yeah. who have not shot, anyone who has not shot, is going to be a surprise for you. Yeah, the first time you shoot a shotgun, if you're not ready for it and you got that thing tucked in and you're really oh, holding it'll it hurt nice you. tight, yeah. or you it, can, it will, it'll give you a bruise. Or you can knock you over. It could if, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so here's Biden on Newtown knowing that now we know that it was all done by pistol, but here's what he says. For all those who say we shouldn't or couldn't ban high-capacity com- high magazines, <laughs> I just asked them one question. Drunk or not drunk, what do you think? Drunk. <laughs> yeah, me too. Think about Newtown. Think about Newtown. Think about how many of these children, maybe our teachers, may be alive today had he had to reload three times as many times as he did. Three, oh, nice 3-3 three, three meme. Very good. Love that. Three times as many times as he did. Three, three times as many times as he did. So he, yeah, all, he I already, don't even know what that means. He already but. reloaded at least three times. Uh, but l- let us not forget, let us remember that he uh, had his training from a uh, video game, so he was reloading before the magazine was empty. <laughs> so it really makes no, you're, you know, we're all good. We usually just use 10 shots, and then we reload anyway, because, you know, we're used Generally to Generally speaking, I think a normal person shooting away would just shoot till he got a click, and it was like there was no bullets left. No, any- no, no, not when you're trained on the video games, John. We, we have uh, proof, facts. But you're, when you're trained on the video games, it's because there's horrible monsters are after you. <laughs> yeah. And they're shooting you in the back of the head, and the screen's turning red, and splatters <laughs> all over the place, and you and your, your little life guy is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. <laughs> your life guy. <laughs> you know, that whole thing is going on. There's a little gauge. Life going <laughs> life, away. My, my life is, is, is going away. <laughs> uh, my life guy. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, the, so, but this is about the crazy, and it coincides with, of course, you know, the Affordable Care Act. So, I'm, you know, we we don't have enough uh, health care. So, this is another avenue that the insurance companies can jump into because now, you know, of course, they have all the data on you. Um, if they don't have it, then you know they're going to acquire it, but they're getting it from uh, from your doctors, etc. And now, all it takes is one of your friends, your neighbors, your family. To say, well, yeah, we think he's potentially dangerous. Boom! You know, right there, that's a $3,000 evaluation that someone's going to have to pay for. So it might as well be insurance. And then you're probably going to have to be medicated. Well, I've met a number of people who, uh, um, that you meet these people, and, and once in a while, they're not necessarily no agenda listeners, but they're, they're potential listeners. They always get a disc from me. Yes. You sound like a no agenda listener, but generally speaking, they're a little they're a little nutty. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> no. they're have you ever run into these guys? They're, oh yeah, I know the government's terrible, and they, <laughs> well, they start they got the Fed. We got to get rid of this money. We got to go to gold. Well, so we have three three guys at the market. 
and so uh, Farmer Chris, who is a dedicated, dedicated listener, I'm trying to keep his marriage together. <laughs> he's he's like, Phew. his wife's not buying it. No, she, he's he's like, oh, my wife was just drinking the Kool Aid. Now his his wife is very smart. I met her. She knows exactly what's going on. But she's, you know, it, it takes a while for the newly awakened to settle in <laughs> into the environment. You know, and you can go off the deep end. So, you know, stay away from Alex Jones and uh, Webster Griffin Tarpley, and you'll be there's okay. There's a whole bunch of, there actually is, there's a bunch of guys uh, on on AM radio that are try to compete with uh, Overnight. Yeah. Uh, and they're completely over the edge on some Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, so the, and, and really, it's a lot, just a lot of money is being made on this. And, you know, so whenever I hear someone talking about seeds and stuff, you know, like, oh, well, let me just pull you aside. Yeah. Let me They're just selling you seeds. <laughs> it's not a, and it's not a good oh, operation. Let me just tell you this. Today, seeds. today. Hey, not, get a burpee catalog, for God's sake. <laughs> something, a, a new a new occurrence, naturalnews.com, I think it is, um, we, with we, Mike, yeah. Mike the Health right. Ranger. Um, they are now accepting Bitcoin for their seeds. I mean, is this like a, a double whammy or what? Okay. So anyway, uh, so I walk into the market and uh, there's our, 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 our beef guy who, you know, he processes one animal typically a month and, uh, and he's a small guy, you know, I mean, small, small operation. And he knows that I will buy the tenderloin off of him. And because he always gives me a good price, and I take the whole thing and I freeze it, you know, and 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 we enjoy that. And I just hope that uh, you know we keep power. Does he have a shrink a shrink wrap facility where he can seal the meat and yeah, in the he, vacuum? He uh, he takes it for processing, but it's you know he walks it all the way through the the process, so he's he knows it's his animal and oh, you know, okay. yeah, no, I mean he he doesn't have the processing himself, but he takes it in and he walks the animal through the whole process. And so so I see him tell you, hey. Hey, uh, someone told me you have a, it's not a radio thing, it's a, I say podcast. Yeah. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> so word is out on the market now. And I said, I'll just write this down, no agenda. You should we bring discs to the well, market. I, you know, this, we bring discs everywhere. I've, we didn't bring them for this. And then we have the chocolate guy. And the chocolate guy is the guy who has, you know, and he sells homemade chocolate. He's got cocoa beans, all kinds of great stuff. And he always has a sign next to his stand. And, and it's usually like, you know, trillion dollar coin accepted here. You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Guy, That's a good one. Yeah. This guy is very, very astute. So, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but, yes, that kind of person, you know, they are in danger, I think, in peril. Yeah, no, we're we're here to save them. Yeah, and the and the main way, and you know, I I'm going to continue to wear my Atlas Shrug T-shirts, but you know, you do have to be careful who you're saying what to, and because uh, it's just it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And so, for instance, here's uh, I've been holding this for like two weeks. This is Ed Schultz following on the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center report that we discussed about right. you know who is a, who is a hate group, who is dangerous. And it's it's just it's it's like it's, it's, seriously, war is peace, white is black, good is bad, yes is no. Myself, something big has happened. Something this is big. You know what something big is? It's yeah, because, something big is he got fired from that job. Thank goodness. <laughs> so he his something big is that all the signs. This is what the Southern Poverty Law Center is saying that the signs we're seeing now with the Patriot groups, 
Think about how twisted it is. The patriot groups, this is exactly the same vibe and environment as before the Oklahoma City bombing. When I got in there and I saw the news, I could not believe that this had happened on American soil. Soil! That someone had done this to fellow Americans. And that's why I'm fired up about these facts tonight. Thanks to a new report by the Southern Poverty Law Center, we know that anti-government patriot groups are now at an all-time high in this country. (laughs) That is one of the lines. Anti-government patriot hate groups. Wow. Wow. We need to pay attention to this, folks. (laughs) Pay attention, folks. The increase in in threats on the president of the United States and other government targets Mm -hmm. is similar to the period of time before the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, whoa, really? Were there threats? The increase on threats of the president... It's probably coming from Pakistan. People getting droned by the president. Researchers are out front asking the American government to create an interagency task force mm. to deal with the problem before it's too late. Ah. So let's just break down a few numbers here. In Please. 2008, there were only 149 known militia groups in this country. Last year, there were 1,360, more than eight times as many. 800%! Houston, we got a problem. And Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> oh. Is in Houston? And well, there's, there's a problem if he is. So um, anyway, so it, we must be wary, and I'd like everyone to uh, keep their ears, uh, ears open and eyes peeled for the war on crazy meme. Because that is what it is. It is the come down to you are crazy, and I can prove it. And this and um, and this is actually. I hope we have another uh, uh, dinner with uh, with Professor Russ, you know, the brain guy. Because you know, we need to find out. Wh- wh- I, I, he you should, and then write down some of these so called statistics and let him tell you. Well, what you know, he's he, in that regard. He's kind of on our side. I'm saying, how much do we actually know about the brain? And he's like. Mm, if I, I'm paraphrasing, but I believe he said probably less than one percent. And we don't know anything about uh, your mental health, really. We really don't. Yet we're going to start locking people up, denying you access. Of course, it starts with guns. Of course, of course, it's it leverage. starts there. It's leverage. Leverage. It's just yeah. You leverage. You find the topic of high interest that you actually could barely make work. It's how incompetent they are. Uh, and then you leverage that into what you really want to accomplish, which is, you know, imprisoning the nation. Well, not just that. It's going to be uh, it, it'll be some on a record somewhere. It's like, can you get hired for a It'll be like your FICA score. It will be a part of your FICA score. Yeah, you have your FICA score. <laughs> then you have your mental ability score. Then you have like your your, your uh, Facebook your, friends. Number now, of Facebook. Right, they check your, they check the, <laughs> nowadays, it, it, it doesn't apply to us so much, but he only anyone has, under the, He only has 50 Facebook friends. He's a loner. Anyone who's <laughs> under 30 uh, is being hired by a large corporation. Nowadays, they'll check their Facebook account out. And if they have, if they look like flakes on Facebook or if they don't have enough friends, they, you know, then they just get real, they, they won't hire you, period. They just won't do it. And this, um, this FICA score thing, uh, um, Ms. Mickey has a, a, one of her best friends over from uh, Holland, um, Maddie, Maddie. And uh, by the way, you know, the people in the Netherlands are, are, everyone's trying to book vacations with us now because uh, it is almost April and they are looking at snow again on the ground for this global warming. Yeah, tell them to go to Colorado. 
<laughs> Where? How's the snow there? It's been snowing. They had a they had a soccer match, a World Cup uh, preliminary in Colorado, I think, over the last week and last week, <clears throat> and it was snow. And it was apparently some South American Latino group that did, apparently had never seen snow in their life. At least that's what they said. I'm sure they do. But but it was a but they, they actually played the game in their shorts in the, <laughs> in the snow. snow. Unlike the football snow. players are all bundled up and they're playing right. the game. It's amazing. There's no you couldn't even see anything. But, it was just white out. But we have, I believe, on this very podcast, uh, we have predicted that the that you know whenever the government tells you oh we're all going to burn it's going to be global warming that you should pretty much expect the opposite and voila here we are it's been the longest winter on the history books and we're going into an ice age well this would be the way to kill off people I, this is my theory from the get-go which is that they used to predict Ice Age, and then they stopped doing that, and then they predict global warming, and then we have to do everything we can to stop that, And which seems to me as though they want to trigger an Ice Age. Yes. Well why, do, well, why do you think I'm in Texas? It's been beautiful here. Mellow weather, not too hot. It snowed. My, uh, Mimi had to go get Jay. She said you had to drive. It was, sno- it was April. It'll be snowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In April, I mean, it was snowing in the in Washington State like a week <laughs> yes, ago. I know that's what I'm saying. And in Texas, it's not blazing hot. It's nice and beautiful. It'll, I'm going to have beachfront property here in a couple of years. You watch that whole Gulf of Mexico is going to be right here at Round Rock. And by the way, <laughs> it will get very hot. It's not going to get hot. It's going to be July. It's going to be beautiful here. Ugh, dream on. Let's uh, thank some producers for episode four nine or eight. Yeah, we had some good producers come in to help us out here, including uh, David Killian in uh, Clinton, Illinois, who says on his – this came in as a unusual. This came in as a check, but it didn't come in as a personal check. It came in as – which surprised me because you get – when you get these checks, we have a mailbox people can send checks to. Uh, and a lot of time payment checks go there. So it looked like a time payment check that you have to tear the edges off and, oh, my God, it takes forever to open. And it was a thousand dollars, so wow. he gave us. Uh, but he did instant leave a little, night. yeah, instant night. So he's an instant night, but he left a little note. He says, "This is two dollars a show for the five hundred shows." Oh wow, that's nice. And and he would like some uh, some. Uh, what did he say here? Let me get the check out. If I can read it, this is ver- uh, he needs a de-douching. That's mm-hmm. all he wanted. All right. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Nice. Well, thank you very much. And. He shall be knighted uh, during the ceremony today. This was apparently, I'm looking at this check, it's got some interesting details. Apparently this was run through payelectronic.com. Hmm. Who, I guess you can pay Some somebody. kind of bill, bill pay service, I guess. Yeah, and then you and they send the check out. Didn't Yahoo used to have a service for the, that they'd pay your bills? I've yeah. Ca- I've kind of gotten back into Yahoo. I was looking for a car from his Mickey, and if you go to autos.yahoo.com, I have to say, that is... I think it's better than Craigslist. Yahoo has a lot of interesting things that they've never promoted. A lot of the stuff that came and went. I mean, I used to, I wrote about this a number of times. I'll, I'll say my, as a pet peeve of mine, I'd read in a, read some article that they've canceled some, some, something they were doing. And I'd say, I never heard of this. You mean that they canceled doing. Yahoo Reader? No, that's Google. Google's doing the same. Google's doing the same thing. By the way, they're canceling things that people don't know about. Why don't you just maybe tell people about it? You might get some interest. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, let's get back to it. The next one is uh, 
Uh, out of uh, Texas, we have um, hey Sir Long the Good. Longus. Yeah, Sir so Long, Long the Good? Yeah, that's what he calls himself now. Okay. Is that is that written down as that? So I so I knight him a pro Oh he's not. Yeah, you he's not, should he's not getting knight. But he's, he's not getting knighted. Knight, he's already a knight. Oh yeah, sir. Oh well how come he shows up as a new donor then? Hmm. Oh, this came in as a check. Ah, okay. Got it. And no note. Colley... No note, that's it. Just No, he says don't read anything. He just says he says no need to read anything. Beautiful. Just send some oh wait, just send some karma. Ah, okay. Happy to do that. I want to make sure we fulfill the promise here. You've got Karma. And that is, of course, 500 for our 500th episode, and uh, we also have the 31313 uh, donations. Uh, there goes uh, Miss Mickey in her uh, new vehicle. <sighs> what? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll tell you later. It was, it was not easy getting something we could afford that, um, um, that looked right. That <laughs> looked right. Okay. Long story. <laughs> She's very happy. Sir Me Gerald uh, Gionet in London, Ontario, three thirteen thirteen. He's on his way to a baronet. Nice, uh, anonymous, sir anonymous, uh, uh, in San Ramon, California, three thirteen thirteen. Congratulations on show five hundred. Karma to my family, and he calls himself the Sir Anonymous Chiner. Oh, right on. Here you go. You've got karma. Throw a little China in there. We have uh, three associate executive producers, Sonny Waldrick and Brent Ford, Ontario. It's my first time donating. I'd like to get a hot MILF Mm. for my beautiful, lovely wife. I'd like to give both of you karma for your time and patience, spelled as though they were uh, in the mental ward. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like I like uh, that actually. So give him a milf and a karma. Yeah, hey, I'm looking for the. Uh, I'm looking for the. The milf. The one hot milf. Oh, it's the milf. Yeah. Sometimes it's confusing the way people write it, and I don't know what they're talking about. That's one hot milf, baby. There you go. Wow, we got you. You've covered. got karma. Got you covered. Then we got a check uh, for two hundred dollars from uh, uh, in, uh, from Janet Waters. And uh, and her note was uh, two hundred. It was uh, ITM boys. I give a shit. Nice. Because when we were yeah, because you know I asked if anyone gives a shit, and she does. Right. Thank and you. Janet does. Thank you. It says India, California. Where is there? Do I have her card here? Came in with a card, a cute little card. Uh, I put it. I left it downstairs. Uh, Keith Jacobs in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, two hundred. Uh, ITM to the best podcast in the universe. Please send some fuck cancer karma to my good friend, Jamie Pitali, who is tragically diagnosed while teaching overseas in Thailand. If any producers, knights, or listeners are in the Phoenixville, Pennsylvania area, please consider stopping by the Pickering Creek Inn on Saturday to help us with a fundraiser for his treatment. Uh, 25 bucks gets food, beer, entertainment, and whatever else they got. Please add this fundraiser site to the show notes, if you would. Give, yes, of course I will. Of course I will. Giveforward.com. I do want to mention the last show um, that we forgot to plug a book one of our uh, producers has called, uh, it's, it's a packing, <laughs> it's a packing machinery handbook, which he sent me a copy. So if you ever want to know everything you ever want to know about packing machinery. What's the name uh, of the book so I can put it in the show notes? Uh, it's called the packing package, packaging machine or packaging machinery handbook, and it's on under packmacbook.com. That's p a c k m a c h book. And uh, so, if you need this, 
I don't know. That could come in handy if you have to start your own company. And uh, did, does this stuff, like, excite you? I've always been interested in, in food machinery. <laughs> Packaging. <laughs> have you ever been to one of these process, these plants where they make cookies or something? It's I, astonishing. I, I've actually, by, I, well, I'll answer your question. I've, I did a documentary uh, partially about a marshmallow factory. There you go. Isn't that, wasn't it cool? Uh, as cool as they had marshmallow guns. Uh, <laughs> so you could shoot the marshmallows at each other. Oh, that was, was, a... was kind of cool. Uh, well, we, then... do, we have a couple of make goods here. All right. Uh, wait, first of all, he want, did he want to... Uh, yeah, he wanted to fuck cancer karma. Hold on a second. I got to do that first. You've got karma. Thank you, Monty Python. Um, we have two make goods. And of course, we had a little PayPal snafu. Uh, and, and PayPal, the, did you see that the, the, I think it's people who are using like their AdMob uh, mobile app advertising or something haven't been paid by Microsoft, you know, this month or whatever because of a PayPal problem. And there's some, there's some issues that we need to keep our eye on. Yeah. No. Warren uh, Carroll donated $250 at, uh, two shows ago and... Uh, and, of course, uh, was an associate executive producer. We'll get credit appropriately today. That was because of the mix-up. Way to go, Adam and John. I was standing in line at a burrito joint in downtown Seattle, surrounded by the dreaded hipsters. When on TV, I saw that they had announced the new pope. Holy shit, I say. Adam was right. Out loud, I may add. After some strange looks from the dudes with their tight pants rolled up, beards and beanies, <laughs> I ordered my meal. But at that moment, I knew I must donate. You guys deserve much more than this donation, but for now, it will have to do. Thank you very much, and we appreciate that. And Michael Randall uh, donated 313, uh, 313 and wrote, In the morning, Adam and John, Michael Randall from Halifax, Nova Scotia. No need to read on air. Love the show. Happy to continue supporting Value for Value. Signed up for 333 monthly as well. Uh, so that is uh, very kind, and we appreciate that. And we've been going back and forth with one of our producers who had uh, who got one of the the uh, the letters from PayPal saying no agenda has suspended your subscription. Yeah, I saw your back and forth with him. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, I'm trying to figure out if there is some kind of correlation. If it's after a year, because you know uh, his credit card changed, but yet there was no problem with doing credit card. I think right. it's the, a credit card thing. I, th I really think credit it is. card changes, which they do well, every couple of years with most people. They they kill the account. Uh, I I'll say, but they why they blame us is another issue. Yeah, that's the part. That's the irksome part. It's yeah. like it's like we're we're not. Why would we cancel your subscription? We didn't cancel your money's it. no good with us. <laughs> Go away, you! I don't want you. Yeah, so we're still working on trying to keep that from. Have you ever to spoken minimizing. to our, Have you ever spoken yes, to our I team? Yes, I did. I never got him. This last time they talked to me, <laughs> they're like, "Oh crap!" Another one of those guys who's onto our scam. So my wife, by the way, was in uh, Costco. Mm hmm. And she's wearing the uh, the hoodie that has the wanted poster on it, which says "No Agenda." Uh -huh. Wanted no agenda, and uh, and she's walking down the aisle, and someone says to her behind her back, "In the morning." <laughs> Did it freak her out? She was like, she was trying to figure out what she didn't immediately figure out. What, then she turned around, the guy was gone. Wow. So, so at least they're out there. And I told her, I said, "You got to be there. They're everywhere." Well, I got this note from uh, Illinois, from Chicago, and it's written in the way I shall. I wish, actually, you should, you didn't receive it, because I think you would be better at the voice, but I'll give it a shot. 
Uh, no agenda capo di tutti capi. Last Saturday, me and Big Tony was getting a pepper and egg sandwich at my Saint Madre's home in Cicero, Illinois, of course. What did I hear playing on a kitchen radio but the No Agenda show, the numero uno podcast in the universe? I asked Mama, what's she listening to? She tells me, WCKG 1530. She says, those nice boys made me laugh. She says this uh, on every Saturday morning. First, I think this is nice. Then I says to Big Tony, if Brolf and Wilf ain't getting some action from the ads on this, then that's an insult to the No Agenda family. But hey, <laughs> how am I doing? <laughs> it's kind of a mix of the, like South Jersey. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm almost done. Sort of a, I'm almost done. New York, some, some Chicago. It's not, it's not really Chicago. But hey, if these guys are sending you the envelope, which they should, great. If not... Mention deliver the cannoli on the podcast. I'll send some friends of ours to collect the street hey, tax. Our, trans hey, our translator stop trans uh, doing the, the the cuts on the show. I'm going to have to get a hold of him and see what happens. One Maybe. goomba to you goombas. I had Big Tony's kid stop looking at porn on the internet and he found the web stuff. He said you would know. Um, and so it is. A fifteen thirty WCKG. Um, so apparently they're airing the show. We're not listed on their website. It's a 750-watt Sunrise to Sunset station, and I'm okay with it. I mean, we are open source. I just like Yeah, to... no, I'm the one. that's the one that we were doing this clean version for. Oh, well, then we're good to go. Yeah. What is, are they doing to ads? Are we getting some – are we getting the envelopes? Our ads are embedded. They keep... <laughs> but are they playing that? That's what I mean. Are they playing no, they our don't, ads? They don't play, the donation segment is out, but, the, but there's a regular – mentioned to the website it's it's a it's basically well then how come we're not on the website for this outfit well it's because we haven't gotten apparently it's a, there's still a, a, a there's a a workflow problem that has to be resolved <laughs> okay i'll stay out of it <laughs> a workflow problem hey we we really we really appreciate uh, everyone helping out on the show uh, our executive producers our associate executive producers this show could not be done without you the only thing that we will never receive, we've pretty much, you know, accepted the fact that we will never receive an award uh, for the work we do. But if we would, we would be, the, we would have a list. We'd like to thank our executive producers and our associate executive producers. And the band would be playing us off. We'd yeah, be, totally. <laughs> wrap up, wrap up, wrap Get up. Get them off the stage. The stage manager going, <laughs> They cut them, cut them, cut them. Because that, and that's literally how it works. Why else do you think people are always thanking the executive producers and the associate executive producers? Because they make the program happen. You make this one happen. You make it possible for us to continue. And uh, you do that by going to Dvorak.org slash NA. And also, all of those monthly subscribers, a lot of people have uh, jumped in. And even though they may be an, a one off uh, executive producer, uh, they are signing up for you know our fives, our eleven elevens, our twelve twelves, our thirty threes. Uh, if everyone did that, it, 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 you know we, the donation segment would be nothing but pleasure all the time. And, and I want to mention, by the way, we have only one more show until five hundred five hundred episodes of premium entertainment. So next Thursday shows your last chance to get a double executive producer credit. Thank you very much, John. That is correct. And, of course, you can go out there and you can propagate our formula if you so wish. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth.
Before we uh, before we move into uh, into anything, I'd like to uh, just uh, say in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, and all the dames and knights out there. And in the morning to our artists. Thank you very much, Thorin, for your work on episode four, uh, nine or seven, as found on noagendaartgenerator.com, where anyone can participate. Uh, these are truly the unsung heroes of the, of the podcast, always coming up with something entertaining to look at while you, uh, uh, listen to the dulcet tones of uh, Brolf and Wilf here on the on the show. And also, I would just like to say in the morning to all the human resources in the chat room, uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. And we have two more to add to the lineup. I'm more than limited, I shan't woo. in the morning. Did you hear the two new ones? Yeah, I did. One of them was that early on, and it was uh, it was uh, Serbo Croatian. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. That would no. be uh, no. That would be incorrect. It's, that is uh, in the morning. Oh, 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 oh that was uh, uh, that was a uh, German Arabic. Very good. Omotaran. And Omotaran? That's a uh, Russian. <laughs> that's, a, that's bless you in Arabic. <laughs> So this is Sir Jeff, of course, who who does this for us, and it's it's interesting because he wanted me to play them. He's not sure on the pronunciation because I guess he just does it phonetically. Oh, then he we need to get some feedback from some. Uh, well, uh, well, I Russian. have. And what about Sir Oil? He speaks Russian, right? But uh, the Russian, I think, we're okay with, and uh, uh, but he's on his way back. You know, he had to get his cash from Cyprus, so I don't know if he's. We haven't heard from him since, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, but the Arabic... Uh, no, I did hear from him because I, I couldn't connect to his oh, sling box. Oh, Yeah, okay. Did you, and he says, did you talk yeah. to him or did you just uh, email? I said just email. He says he got out. You, you got you to gotta talk to him on the phone. Yeah, I will. And then ask, and then ask him to send a picture of his, of his wife. Oh, he's, he's, he's rushing all the way. He's got the money. <laughs> he's got the hot wife. <laughs> okay. So here is one of our, uh, our producers and his fiance. Uh, Amani, I believe her name is, uh, did an in the morning in Arabic. Let's compare. Mm, it's close, but I'm not sure. Doesn't sound well, exactly as a, as a jingle. It might be. It might be right because they're always. I think it's fine. It's we'll find out from someone who's. <laughs> well, hey, we got plenty of listeners that can tell us it's not good. And let's just uh, hit the Russian one more time. <laughs> hey, in the morning to all of our Russian listeners, except for that dead guy in England. Oops. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that was ins- <laughs> that, that guy. Everyone sends me the link. He was he was yeah, it was a it was a, it's a hit job. Well, duh. Yeah, that's such an obvious hit <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah. It's like what do you want me to do? Like so in- what? investigate? <laughs> hit job. You think? Really? That can't be possible. So so I was. Uh, I'm, I'm listening a lot. This was my. This is my Australian week. Oh, oh! You had and the so, uh, the Yagi uh, pointed towards. I got the uh, Yagi pointed towards Sydney. Nice. So I'm listening to some morning, like a, the equivalent of the Today Show, and they're discussing uh, the elections. I'm sure the election in Gilliard yeah. and and they G- Gilliard. I think it's Gilliard. Gilliard. I think it's Gilliard. Gilliard, not yeah. Gilliard. <laughs> well, from Gilliard. now on, she's Gilliard. Yes. Gilliard. And so th- here's a little discussion that we don't hear in this country of talking. Of, there's, there's a debate going on whether anyone even likes this woman. And there was, <laughs> there's a 
there's a little group that's that that has a little kind of a little little chit chat amongst themselves. It's like one guy I can't remember his name, and I'll, I'll get their older names eventually. <laughs> and there's, and one and there's one woman who is, he's always having a beef with, and the woman you have to she, you'll hear her on this clip, which is the Australians on Gilliard. Gilliard. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna hear her, and you have to envision her as someone that's wearing like. 10x too much makeup. The woman who's talking or Gilliard? The woman who'll be talking, and they're going to talk about why Gilliard did not come on their show. And instead, she went on Today, which is a number two day FM, which is that notorious uh, uh, radio station. Who who killed the uh, nurse. Killed the nurse in Britain because of the (laughs) punctor. Nurse killers. So they say that, well, she went on there because it's for a younger audience. And the only people, according to some this woman, is that all the young people are in love with Gilead. Anyone over 25 (laughs) hates her. But but this is the way this was handled. I don't know um, whether she's done any other interviews. What do you make of her going on Today FM? Well, it's 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 obviously it's a youth audience, isn't it? It's it's. um, um, a, a softer audience. She's clearly chosen that market as opposed to perhaps coming on here or speaking to um, <laughs> AM Talkback Radio. So, yeah, it's a youth market and it's a, it's a softer grilling, if you like. Mickey? She's speaking to those people and, and they're the future. And they see her differently to a lot of the white males mm. who run. Oops. The press in this oh, country. Oh, Nikki. But, well, Come bring it on, on, Carl. Bring it on. Come but on. I do feel that there's a disconnect between opinion pieces, what is reported she's about got what. No, she's got it, no her purchase. Performance she's got yesterday, no purchase. Look at the polls. Performance Zero today, purchase. Yesterday. Hold on a second. Do they take these people, and, and I think the women in particular, are these like made in a factory and they just put a different accent module into them and they send some off to Fox? Some off to Australia, some off yeah. to CNN. It's the same person. Yeah, yeah. It's super got a, annoying. An annoying person with an accent. And and, and how are her legs? This is, I, you know, they don't do, they haven't got enough of a clue to really show off the they legs. They don't do like, the leg like, show? Fox is the only one that just highlights legs. Well, that's smart. Look at the ratings. Well, if you look at that Gilfoyle woman's <laughs> legs, I mean, you just <laughs> stare at her. Uh, let's keep going. It was completely lost in all the commentary of today. If why you read you, the mainstream media. Why did you say media. white males? You lost me at white males. <laughs> really? Is that because white males are hot for Gilead? Is that it? No, no, no! You missed it. You actually killed. I talked. You, that, what did I do? You, you yeah. stepped. I'm oh, sorry. You actually stopped it. I, I, she she was claiming all these media outlets are what, run by white uh, men. Right. So the white men defense to that. Oh, okay. And so, now she's trying to defend it. So she's saying that the white males who run the outfits are hot for this woman. No, they hate Gilliard. Who <laughs> say that? <laughs> really? Really? Because I think she is a woman who is different from the standard stereotype of what a woman is meant to be. <laughs> That's threatening. Men don't like. That they want to crush that, they want her that to conform. That is not true. That wow. is not true. That's my opinion, you Carl, t- and need, I'm entitled to it. You are entitled to it, but you need to take that back. It's I not true. absolutely will not. I'll it's, fight you in the car park <laughs> afterwards. It's, what? I'll, did yeah. she, I'll frack she's, you? She's, she'll fight you in the car park afterwards. Bring it on, baby. Now, she says something coming up that I just think was interesting because she's obviously, and, and I'll. And I'll analyze this afterwards, and we'll also listen to a real short clip of yeah. Gilliard when she was on Two Day FM. That, that, <laughs> I, I think that's a massive generalization because, I mean, you look across the board, she's, she's not popular. Carl, she's I not could popular say she's with very women. galvanizing she's to a men. lot of women and to a lot of younger women. Elderly Australians, she's not popular with anyone. <laughs> 
can't believe you have said that. No, did she write emails to me? I can't believe you missed that. She's not. She, uh, she, uh, but she's not popular with anyone. There is an extraordinary amount of women out there who look at a woman like her and say. She gets things yeah, done. She is leading our country. She has defeated <laughs> Kevin Rudd three times. She's leading right into the carbon tax. That's because Over he's Over the past soft. couple of years. He didn't even run yesterday. She was. She is Machiavellian, and she has outfoxed all the blokes. Look mm. at Crean. I mean, he's gone now. I think it's extraordinary what she has achieved as a woman. And for a lot of women, Carl, and sorry, I adore you, but mm. you can't speak for I us. I really loved it when she when she planted her face in the in the dirt. Remember that when her when her heel she, yeah, that broke. Was very funny. <laughs> that was funny. She uh, the, this woman. The reason I thought this was an interesting clip and was taken from a long thing that they do on the show is that she says that women appreciate Gilliard because of her Machiavellian. I mean, these are not real compliments in any normal world. No. You don't want no. someone that's a Machiavelli. Why don't you just say she's a Machiavellian creep and women love her <laughs> because that she can beat up men. Yeah, why don't you say she's a this dude? Is, this is what's going to happen in this country when Hillary yeah. runs yeah. because there's a bunch of people. Hillary's the same divisive character, yeah. uh, horribly Machiavellian, yeah. and she's going to get a lot more uh, votes because there's there's a bunch of Women, and not to say that the vote should be taken away from them, because I won't do that, because even though it's funny, but there's women that are resentful, as this overly made-up woman is, and I and people will call me out on that, but believe me, she just doesn't look like she should be there with that much makeup, and there's a lot of resentful women that are looking for their chance to get back. Uh, at men in some way, shape, or form, and they're just going to vote. It's, it's like it's worse than the blacks voting for Obama. Ninety-five percent of the blacks in the last election voted for Obama. They're just going to vote for Obama no matter what, or any black guy runs, give him the vote. Uh, and may I point out that should uh, President Obama uh, somehow receive a third term, <laughs> which uh, the guys who sell seeds would have you believe, uh, <laughs> so I'm not against the thought. You know, it's totally possible. Um, I am um, I'm going to say that I think the African-American population would not vote for President Obama because that's just, you know, eight years would be like, well, screw it. We didn't get any benefit. Ah, see, this is where I think I think you're dead wrong on this. Oh, that's really? exactly the way I thought. Ah, yeah. oh, OK. <laughs> Till I, I totally thought like that until I ran into a guy as a government worker filling out some paperwork. And he was. We started talking politics. I talked about the No Agenda show. I think he might be listening, uh, maybe not. But whatever the case was, he actually communicated to me what it really. They they don't. The black community in general doesn't expect anything from the government. Period. Except right. what they're always already getting, which is right. whatever welfare, whatever right. system that they're stuck in, and they're getting that already, and they get it from any Democrat. So it's the Democrats give them. What they need, they don't give them anything extra. So you're saying they're that- only doing it for Black Pride period. Okay. The guy says to me, he's almost in tears. He says, "You have no idea how it feels to be a black man in this country and have a black president. We are so proud." Period. Nothing about wanting extra stuff or anything that these right wingers would say. Oh, they're gonna. Well, I understand that. And that's all it is. And I- so the women think it could be exactly the same way. Okay. So what we need. Well, first of all, I understand it, and I to- I totally get it. Um, and because you know, we used to talk about Maggie, who we uh, uh, who worked at the Mevio office, and she was exactly the same way. But it was cool about Maggie is I could debate with her. 
And I'd be like, dude, it's just as crappy for Ed. She said, yeah, but give the brother a chance. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, but, but Maggie was very proud. I mean, she was just, just bursting with pride. And you get it. You know, totally get it. Um, Ms. Mickey has the same thing with Hillary. Now, even though, of course, she, um, she knows about the evilness and, you know, she listens to the show, uh, I've heard her say on several occasions, well, you know, wait until a woman is running the show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) Gee, that's going to be awesome. This is not. And I and I think you're right. I think it's it's worse. Remember we had the clip of Madeleine Albright. She's a demon woman. She's over there yelling at the Serbs. Ugly, ugly Serbs. Get out of my face. Hillary Clinton is the devil, people. And yeah, I, and I think you know, if she, unless something happens, if there's some reason for her not to run, um, she would make a great pope too. By well, the way, the intelligence community is going to have to find some way of stopping her. Yeah. So anyway, because <clears throat> I don't think they want her. Um, and the more I uh, now, I actually not to get too far off. Well, actually, before I get off too far off the track on that, I let's just at least at least let's play. The, the fascinating discussion on Two Day FM Australia with Gilliard uh, having a conversation with the DJs. Well, Tim's actually away at the moment, so it was, you know, me and Reuben the dog, so he was full of wise words. Oh, Julia, <laughs> that makes me sad that you were just home alone with oh, the dog Jackie, after such a brutal day. Jackie's fishing oh. for friends. She wants to be the one you phone. <laughs> I'd have to say I spent some time with people uh, into the evening uh, mm-hmm. and then, then got back here and had a few co- telephone calls to make and all the rest of it. But mm-hmm. at the end of a long, hard day, I was happy enough to, you know, sort of hang out, pat the dog and then get some sleep. Okay, I figured it out. I have been to Australia. I, I did a, a documentary, short one, but I did a documentary. So, uh, you know, went all the way from uh, east to west and, you know, stopped in like Williams Creek and... You know, the little touristy places, Cooper Pedy, the Opal Mines, you know, took that damn train, the, all that pff, through the 24 hours of your desert, all the way to Perth, which I thought to be very beautiful. Um, and I think the, what's happening is, um, I think it's a very male-dominated society still in Australia. and But the men have, um, they have this thing about the Shailas, you know, the women are Shailas. You with me? I'm listening. And... And so the Sheila, of course, is, you know, is lesser than the man, but they love a Sheila with a knife, right? Because, you know, they, because, the, you know, they can take care of their own in the, whew, that was bad. They can take care of their own in the, uh, in the outback. Um, but when you have one who's got, you know, the knife of the government, they're, par- I think they're paralyzed. And they're just like, uh, uh, and I think it's a brain freeze to have, this type of woman uh, in charge. And if you see what's happening, and it, it's astounding to me, because I've always had the, the, the Aussies in such high regard that they don't take any crap. And, you know, so now the, you know, the carbon tax is about to start, and, and businesses are allowed to increase their prices to adjust for the increased taxes, yet it will be illegal for them to say, yeah, we had to raise the price because of the carbon tax, and they can get fined if if a waiter says, "Yeah, I'm sorry, man, your coffee's now eight bucks, uh, Aussie," uh, because of the carbon tax. The establishment will get fined because you're not allowed to say that. You know, this is, it's crazy what's happening there. 
We have a similar thing. It's not quite as extreme as what's going on in Australia. We don't have but carbon Alameda, tax. We don't have a carbon tax, but we in us in uh, Alameda County, they they decided to ban plastic bags. Oh, dude, we have that here too. Austin, as of March first, no plastic bags. So there's no plastic bags anymore in Alameda County, and you have to. And if you're going to use a paper bag, you have to buy it. Yeah, we have to do the same. One dollar, and it's called emergency. You can get an emergency uh, assistance oh, bag a, for a dollar. Oh, just a jip. We have them for ten cents. But just beside the point, what I found out is I didn't know this because I had okay. had run up a bill at some place and and then I uh, oh I need a bag and it was already the thing had already till has been opened the whole thing is done and she didn't want to reopen another ten cent tab on mm-hmm. my credit mm-hmm. card. Yeah. So I hear, take the bag and she says she says you know there. I said is what happens to the accounting? Does the ten cents you won't be able. You won't give the ten cents to this. What, what's the deal with the ten cents? They don't even. It's not even a tax. This ten cents. It goes right to the store. Yes. No. I know. I know. And here it's a pirates sell it for ten cents. They can't. They're ill. It's illegal now to give the bag to the customer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's ludicrous. If they want to give me a bag, a paper bag, why can't they do that? Uh-huh. I know. Because the the overseeing government wants to make it make people take more responsibility and bring your own damn bag. I mean, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> They've been giving us bags for since I was a born and before. So now I have to buy the bag because I I have to be retrained. Yes, to be European. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's just been going on in Europe. It's always annoying. You have to pack your own bag. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. This is very important because. You know, we have the HEB here, which is actually quite a good uh, uh, store, a locally sourced kind of, you know, it's okay for, for Texas. And uh, so everyone started this this as of March 1st, and no more plastic or paper bags. Unless you have an emergency, then you pay a dollar, you can get a paper bag, or it's for as many paper bags as necessary. But what has actually happened, you are so right, and Ms. Mickey says, hey, wait a minute, I don't mind bringing my own bag, but now I'm packing. It's actually taken away workers. It has taken away jobs because now you're packing your own stuff. There's no one to pack your your groceries anymore. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah, this isn't any good. No. Anyway, it's just a little. It, it, it just it, and in Berkeley, it's just the worst because everyone's got you know now. Oh, by the way, now on another note. I'm gonna. We're gonna try to get some. Uh, Eric already has done the research on this. Eric DeShill. Uh We're gonna get some of those 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 kind of those nice handled bags that everybody sells for like ninety nine cents oh, at Trader Joe's. Whoa, we're gonna get our no own? agenda. Oh, perfect. But we have and to have then, some slogans on it. Yeah, we'll put some stuff on there, both sides, and we'll make them good looking bags. In fact, there's the, the Monterey Foods bag that they make. This is it's a really great nice. idea. This is a great idea, John. And then we take Eric? the bags, and people who want to buy some of the bags, they can buy some from us at, at cost. And then whoa, when you go whoa, to the store, whoa, whoa, hold on a second, now, that you went off the rails at the cost part. What what are you talking about? These bags are going to cost. They cost us to get printed. Yeah, we're going to give them. We're not going to make any money on them. No, no. What we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to use them as promotion. They're not to, to make money. Oh, it's like go to, you grow to this crappy he H E B store. Yeah, and. And you put you take twenty bags with or ten bags. You think that's and then you pay, and then when somebody's coming into the store, say, "Would you like some bags? Here's some free bags. Free bags, people. 
Yeah, so they give the bags away, so they'll be used because these bags are reused. So they're basically a person with a billboard walking nice, around. Nice, That says no agenda. And people say, what the hell's no agenda? Oh, I don't know. They gave me the free bags. It's got a website, noagendashow.com. What is that? Oh, uh, I didn't go there. Oh, you should go check it out. Can we put some stuff on the side like, don't drone me, bro? Yeah, we'll put some sayings on there, whatever. <laughs> some saying in the morning, don't drone yeah, me, bro. Okay, yeah. I- the reason I say that there's no reason to make money on these, apparently, at least from what I heard, these things are like, they cost like maybe nothing. five cents. Yeah, nothing to make. Well, can, well, hold on a second. Can we then maybe, we should set up a distribution network where people can easily make their own for their local uh, community. Oh, that's a good idea. Right? Now, we'll set up the shop to, to get to, to order these things, and then yeah. people will have like a permanent order at the place that makes them in China. And well, then. We'll, we'll call it a mac and cheese tote. You just go, <laughs> you just go to the website and you order like a hundred. I think uh-huh. a minimum would be like a hundred, and people could get a hundred. This is yeah. going to cost nothing. Yeah, perfect. it's going to be like forty dollars, maybe perfect. for a thousand. Perfect. I don't really, know. Oh, perfect. It's really cheap. Perfect. But Eric, they're so cheap, it's ridiculous. Perfect. And so, well, anyway, there'll be these bags floating around, saying "No Agenda Show," and we'll make them de- so. You know, we'll make them so they're artsy. So okay, they're well, so, well, but let's uh, look at the art before we decide that they're artsy enough. Uh-huh. they got to be good. Okay, well, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, in 1989, I'm going to take you back and, ah, where's my, uh, where's my, uh, don't we have a, a time machine harp? I, I should have that thing at the ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was it. Enough? That was the one. Yes, thank you. Uh, go back in time, 1989, Ice-T. You know Ice-T? You know the Ice-T guy? Yeah, Ice-T. Ice-T. So he had an album, uh, The Iceberg, Freedom of... Ice Cube? No, that's a different dude. A different guy. Okay. Yeah. Ice-T is the one who has the reality show with Coco. And he's also, uh, he's on the, he's on the, he's on the cop show. Um, what? Yes, that's, that's what he's on. Um, so of course it's kind of ironic that, you know, he's a cop and, uh, but he had this, um, this track, which was, I think, it was, yeah, it was 1989, and he had Jello Biafra do this opening. We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. America is now under martial law. may occur. Stay in your home. Curfew is at 7 p.m. sharp after work. Anyone caught outside the gates of their subdivision sectors after curfew will be shot. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is questioned. <laughs> National security is more important than individual will. Anywhere. 
Fisher. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now mandatory. Be happy. At last, everything is done for you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so the reason great. Oh, you never heard that? No. Oh, so the reason I play this is uh, there was something that happened, uh, and it was reported on the news. That is, so of course you hear this. This is 1989. Uh, there's a, a very recognizable. There's a lot of stuff in there that's like, oh my, national security is more important. You know, just all these things. No more than two people. If you've ever flown an American airplane, you know, don't stand near the bathroom. You know, more than two people, which would be like you and somebody else. All this kind of bullcrap. But the shooting at Quantico, at the um, at the base, the, the military base in Virginia, the news report, it just like blew me is away. Is this the one right here? I mean, the one that just took place? Yes, the one that just took place. With, with the the you, shooting. The shooting. I, if you... I don't know anything. I Okay, anyway, keep going. Well, I, do, do you want to have a, a clip announcing I, it? I, ha I have a clip about the shooting. Do you do you have something that you want to? No, I my clip is the same thing. It's very narrow. It was done on Democracy Now, and before you know it, it was it was like this woman is useless. Well, on me, but my, my clip was not necessarily about what happened, but. Think back to this iced tea clip. The shooting began around 11 p.m. last night. The suspect shot and killed one Marine inside a barracks building near the Officer Candidate School at Quantico Marine Corps Base. Local police and MPs on the base responded to the scene surrounding the suspect and putting the base on lockdown. Announcements were made over the base-wide PA system and notifications were sent to residents via Facebook and Twitter. Base residents are to follow all instructions being delivered by the giant voice system. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this a joke? No, this is this is was on the Facebook page. The giant voice system will tell you what to do, people. What? Yeah, oh, that's by my clip is just uh, what to say what happened. It's being again? delivered by the giant voice system. <laughs> and they say this without questioning it or laughing? It's on the they not only that, but they show the Facebook page where it's printed. Giant voice system. <laughs> Listen again. Delivered by the giant voice system. Please remain inside your homes with doors locked. <laughs> Suspect barricaded by law enforcement personnel, not under custody. That's also on the Facebook page, but I love it. Wait, await instructions from the giant voice system. Okay. Lockdown. <laughs> Announcements were made over the base-wide PA system, and notifications were sent to residents via Facebook and Twitter. Base residents are to follow all instructions being delivered by the giant voice system. Please remain inside your homes with doors locked. <laughs> Shut up and be happy. Okay, so, so Amer apparently this is a, a, a nomenclature for the uh, PA systems, which are usually single... Uh, a single point, which is interesting because there used to be lighting systems like this, and Austin used to be one of the towns using it, single point systems. Yeah. And it's called a military giant voice solution, and American Signal Corporation uh, is one of the ma manufacturers. The bombing of Pearl Harbor sparked new security concern, and a need was created to... What? Wait a minute. What year are we? A need was created to warn of impending air attacks. This solution was the development of a civil defense siren. That's where this stems from. <laughs> yeah, but established. Yeah. Anyway, come on. It's 2013. System. Send me a text. 
Giant voice <laughs> systems are being installed on many bases today, such as Nellis Air Force, Fort Belvoir, Redstone Arsenal, Aberdeen, Stay and many more. Await instructions from the giant voice system. Do not attempt to use Facebook. Await the giant voice system. I mean, so this, this, John, they're putting this message on Facebook. Yes, I know. That it's you need to listen funny. to the giant voice system. Now, the giant voice system is a huge pole that looks like it's about 20 stories, <laughs> 30 stories high. Yeah. It's got a bunch of PA, it, a bunch it's of a horns. It's a big hip-hop subwoofer. And it's got a bunch of, it's got usually some uh, some solar cells, and I guess it, and it's got a bunch of guy wires. One, somebody could just cut one of the guy wires and the giant voice system is done. <laughs> the giant really, voice system. Really, I'm telling you, system. they got these... I see. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. guy wires holding it up. Military giant voice solutions. It can be used for tsunami warning, nuclear warning. Amusement parks. <laughs> really? Does it say amusement yeah, Yes, it does. Campgrounds. Oh, yeah. Golf courses. Community warning system. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is great. This is going to be everywhere. <laughs> Attention, Bitcoin community. <laughs> attention, attention, Bitcoin community. Do not attempt to sell your Bitcoins. You will be picked up for money laundering. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. so... I it's, like the way you tied it in with that 1989 thing. It was good. But it made me think of that. And and they literally say... You must have been impacted by that thing well, in I'm, 1989. Yeah. Well it, was, well, it was good. You know, because you listen to that, you're like, that'll never happen. <laughs> we won't actually have what happened for sure. We won't actually have a giant voice system telling us to stay inside and lock the doors. A giant voice, especially if you live on a military base. How crazy is that? Wow. Mm-hmm. Who came came up is since because of Pearl Harbor? Give me a break. Talk about a lame sales pitch. Established as the Biersacher Niedermeyer Corporation in 1873. It began manufacturing sirens and control systems in 1942. After being awarded the contract to manufacture sirens for the United States Department of Army, over 2,000 sirens were produced to be installed in the Pacific Theater for our troops and air bases. Now we use them for slaves. <laughs> the giant voice system, patent and pending. So uh, the Senate, <laughs> by a vote of 50 to 49, passed some lame budget. And if you read the rundown on it, uh, all it managed to accomplish was increase taxes <laughs> by $1 trillion and uh, put a, a an iron dome over all the spending cuts that were previously no, they, proposed they, by the House. Do they literally call it the iron dome of spending? No, I, I did. That's oh, mine. Okay. All right. So uh, – so, so I'm turn. I'm going to bed on Friday night, mm -hmm. and I just so happen. Oh, maybe there's something on C-SPAN. I mean, you know, I turn on C-SPAN. C-SPAN live from the Senate at midnight, three a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. They were arguing over this bill, and they everybody was there, and everybody looks. At, we're talking three to three thirty, and I guess it went on for a couple more hours. They all look plastered and tired, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But what's weird about it is that both the Democrats and Republicans – well, for first, let's see. Let's play – I got two clips. Uh, I got U.S. Senate at work, and the other one's U.S. – okay, play – this is the U.S. Senate at work at 3 in the morning, so you get an idea of how this was going. 
October number 709, Portman number 154, Leahy number 710, a side-by-side to Senator Inhofe number 139, and Inhofe number 139. There be no second-degree amendments in order prior to the votes in relation to any of these amendments. Then none of the amendments be divisible, notwithstanding all time having expired in the resolution. There be two minutes equally divided prior to each vote, and that all votes be ten-minute votes that upon disposition of the Inhofe amendment number 139, the Senate proceed immediately to vote on adoption of S. Conrad. Hey, buddy, Psst. you got anything to drink? <laughs> Psst. Hey. Psst. Yo, Devorah, you got anything to they drink? They actually had at one time somebody came up with an objection saying that he, he says we need, can we use, can we turn on our electronic equipment? They wanted oh, to put his right, laptop right, right. so they could play Angry Birds or something. It was really funny. <laughs> but it, let this play out. So yeah, you can sure. Have an idea. yeah, sure. Is there objection? Yes, sir. The right to object. Uh, I, I will not from object. New Jersey. I will not object, but I do want uh, our colleagues to understand that some of these amendments that the chair lady just asked to be put in order are incredibly fundamental, important foreign policy issues that you do not do at three in the morning and change the dynamics of the Middle East, change the dynamics of our national security and interests and international organizations. That's what some of these amendments will do. And you don't do it in a budget process. You do it to regular order in a committee that ultimately can hear both sides as we have succeeded so far in this session in a very bipartisan way. So I will not object because of the gentlelady's effort to get us to a conclusion, but I will be urging all of our colleagues to oppose all of those amendments because this is foreign policy on the fly and it is dangerous. Okay, you can, stay, you can kill it. So, now by the way, the, the, the chairman or the person running the Senate, they, they kept tag teaming. There's different people coming and the other ones had to go take a nap. <laughs> so that, so they, were, they had the budget. The Senate finally had a budget, and all they were doing, both sides, the Democrats and Republicans, were essentially adding all kinds of weird crap, like tons of weird crap about, you know, our status with Israel, how we're spending our money over here. Uh, so we get some – we have to buy more bullets. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it got so ridiculous, and I got one, only one clip out of the dozens that took place, and they voted on each one of these with a roll call vote. And you have to just hear this one. And this, in this case, is a Republican. Then this is the clip, ludicrous U.S. Senate action. The vitter from Louisiana comes up and, and does this. Move to reconsider. Without objection, so ordered. There are two minutes uh, equally divided prior to a vote on Amendment Number 526 offered by Mr. Vitter. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President, this amendment would require photo IDs to participate in federal elections. That is allowed now by states. However, the present Justice Department is trying to virtually shut down this practice unreasonably by opposing it in many, many states. This would clarify that and mandate the photo IDs, just as we do in many other less consequential acts like air travel. And I ask for the A's and A's. Mr. President. Mr. President. Senator, from, is, there, is there a sufficient second? 
There appears to be sufficient seconds. The yeas and nays are ordered. Senator from Washington. Mr. President, voter photo identification laws are overly burdensome and have the ability to disenfranchise voters. We should not attempt to institute these policies nationwide, especially at 3.15 in the morning on a budget resolution. I recommend my colleagues oppose this amendment. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Ms. Ayotte. Ms. Baldwin. Okay. That goes on for 10 more minutes. But it's like this was what was going on at 3 and 4 in the morning. Well, of these course, they're trying to do it when, when no one's looking. Yeah, trying to pull these things. And so they finally, when they think, who knows what's in there when it finally got finished and, and, and passed. Uh-huh. All we know, because according to the New York Times and other sources, all we know since we haven't gotten in our hands is that taxes have gone up by a trillion dollars. This is unbelievable, these people. So what was, um, do we have a bill number? Because this didn't uh, This didn't come, I haven't seen the bill it's number. It's a Senate bud- budget resolution. And it's, oh, it, that's why so it didn't come through. you have to look it up that way. Well, I ha- well, of course I have to look this up. This is nuts. So, and then, yeah. Oh, but, of course, you know, it has to still be John, reconciled. Let, let, hold on. House. Yes, I understand. But let's, let's make a deal, you and I. You know, I don't care if it's three in the morning for you. I don't care. Well, that was probably midnight for you, right? It was three in yeah. the morning. Okay. I don't care what time. So that would have been uh, two in the morning for me. I don't care. You call me. You turn on the giant voice system. The giant voice system. <laughs> and you let me know because I need to read this stuff. I need to give people a rundown. And, and they must have published something, although I can't find a link that easily. Yeah, well, I don't think it's out yet. So oh, you, you, there's no hurry because I, you'll get to it before. Well, it's it's crucial that I, this is what I do but for the for our people. Woken up at three in the morning. To, or actually, it would have been good because I could have tag team you. Hey, and tell me if anything else happens, and I'd go to bed. Right, of course, uh, I would take over, no problem. But it was like, oh my god, what is wrong with these people? Who yeah. do they think they're kidding with the with the way they operate? So um, it I, was funny to see them though because these oh, guys beat. So I came across a bill. That uh, the text of it by itself, but also just the name, I was like, oh, my God, it finally happened. Now, I know this is going to be a little difficult for you to discuss, but and I'm very serious about this. So, you know, if you need to go, oh, brother, do it quickly and get it over okay. with. Okay. Oh, brother. Okay, thank you. Um, so in the book, Atlas Shrugged. Oh. <laughs> do the brother part. Brother. <laughs> What was, um, this is a question for you, because I know you read the book, as you proclaimed. Uh, fact, what was the, one of the main reasons for the industrial, uh, the captains of industry to disappear themselves? What was it? Was, it was, it was their essential protest because, against, against? Because against the incompetence of, of everybody. Well, it was, like, it was legislation. Do you remember that Reardon Steel? Had to uh, sell to uh, uh, to competitors or anyone that the government forced him to. Under yeah, this is what what happened with AIG. It was under the fairness legislation, right? So here is Senate Bill three three six, the Marketplace Fairness Act of two thousand thirteen, and this is uh, essentially the grab on web money. So if uh, this is the internet tax, but of course it has to be called the Marketplace Fairness Act. No, they do great. They're, they're actually, I don't know even know when this began because I don't remember this sort of thing back in the 50s or 60s or 70s when I was a little kid. But 
they do a great job of, of naming stuff so it's just the opposite of what it really says. Right. So it's, it, it's nothing. But it, so it's well, easy to figure out. I know, but the fact that it's called that it, I mean, I'm literally living inside. By Ayn Rand. <laughs> the Marketplace Fairness Act, for those of you who want to know what it is, um, it is essentially if you buy something over the internet from another state, then the government, not the local, but you know, it, it'll be sanctioned by the federal government. They will uh, force you to pay taxes on that. And it's a little unclear as how that's going to happen, but I think it may involve people with brown shirts knocking on your door. Well, right now... Did you order something from Amazon, Mr. Curry? Right now in California, for example, it's, it's again... It's like you're supposed to pay your use tax, right? Yeah, there's a use tax you pay. Yeah. So if you're buying a bunch of crap from Amazon, you have to know if it is taxable or not, and then you have to voluntarily put the tax on your tax. There's only one uh, guy you know, in the world I know who does that. Who? Leo. He does? Yes. <laughs> yes. He said well, it several I times. Would, I would do it, except that I buy everything in Washington, and uh, they have some other system up there. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> sure. Okay. I you, would. I would gladly do it, but <laughs> except the complexity of it. Yeah. It's just a form, John. It's and not that big a deal. In Oregon, there is no sales tax. So what happens to the Oregonians? Do they get screwed or do they get a, a better deal than no, I do? No, What's the deal? No, what happens? They, no, they, Well, the, the way you don't get screwed is by buying from Walmart, who, of course, is behind this Marketplace Fairness Act. Target. These are the people who are putting this together. Who introduced this? Mr. Enzi. For himself, Mr. Durbin, Mr. Alexander, oh, Mr. Rockefeller. Man, it doesn't surprise me. Ms. Feinstein, Mr. Whitehouse, Mr. Blunt. We got a Mr. Blunt in the oh, Senate. Oh, yeah, Blunt. Blunt's on all the time. <laughs> Blunt. Hey, <I'm> always... <laughs> <laughs> I love how it literally says Mr. Reed, Mr. Blunt, Mr. Whitehouse. Is they, are they kidding with me? Are they just trying to mess with my head? Oh, brothers, wait, no, brothers. literally, Mr. Boozman. <laughs> All right, Mr. Johnson, this is, it's like, it's all like double entendre. Okay, it, it, this is crazy. I'm reading it in order, literally. Mr. Boozman, Mr. Reed, Mr. Blunt, Mr. Whitehouse, Mr. Corker, Mr. Pryor, Richard, Mr. Rockefeller. That's funny. Wow. Bunch of stoners and booze heads yeah, making up the Fairness that. Act. Well, needless to say, no fairness for us in that. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Let's all be fair now. In the morning. All right, let's start with that. thanking a few people who kept us going in show 498. Uh, Robert Demoff in London, London, London. Uh, 155.55 likes uh, us speeding through this segment. Financial Monkey in Woodbury, Minnesota, 133.33, and wants to plug surlytrader.com, S-U-L-Y-T-R-A-D-E-R. Can you look at that? Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Sir Jason Stevenson lost wages, Nevada, $111.11. Patrick Mangan in Tacoma, Washington, 100 bucks. And now we go into our se special segment. Oh, hold on. Uh, I was, uh, you, uh, you're making me do too many things here at the same time. I, sometimes you get Are we in the Niner Niners? Is that where yeah. we're at? No, we're at the same time. 
What? No, we never. We didn't get any. We didn't even get niner niner. Oh man! No, 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 no. Damn. Niner niner is dead. Uh, yeah, well, this will be dead too. We, again, we only had four. Dustin Copass in Homer, Illinois, uh, 6969. Richard Hyde in Peterborough, Cambridgeshire. Cambridgeshire. Hey, you like this uh, surlytrader.com. Okay. Uh, he does say, Swazant Nuff can never die. <laughs> David Moreno in Davenport, Iowa, 6969. Patrick uh, De Kivit. De Kivit. De Kivit. Oh, the Kivit. This is a, a guy in Delft. Yes. Home of the. Um, Delft, Delft Blue. Stuff. Delft Blue. Delft Blue. That's that right. nice, pretty blue. Yes. And that closes our 69 69. And he segment. says, keep just keeping the segment alive. And you did just that, Patrick. Thank you. 69 69, dude. Wow, it's going to be short today, John. We do have, uh, for David Moreno and Davenport, he, there's an anniversary involved, so we're going to give his uh, uh, the getaway trip a, a plane's good, train's bad, chemtrails uh, a combo uh, karma. Holy crap. Where am I supposed to read this? Train's good, what? Chem trains trail? good, chemtrails, karma. Okay. All aboard, trains good, planes bad. Chemtrails. <laughs> you got karma. You got to change it to chemtrails by Ann Rand. <laughs> okay. Consider, consider it done. <laughs> consider it done. I'll take a little extra time today after the show. <laughs> yes. Aaron Guzman in Redding, California, 5555. Uh, Pat Deary in Sarnia, Ontario, 5110. Double nickels Larry on Lee, the dime. Double nickels Sir, on the dime. Double nickels on the dime. Sir Larry Lee in Marble Falls, Texas, which is right up the road from U.S. Sure I'm not is. Mistaken. Yep, Sir Larry Lee. And he says it's a dollar an episode for six months. Mm. So that's okay. It's okay nice. by us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Carl Johnson, Tempe, Arizona, 50. And finally, Pat, or oh, Peebo, P-B-O-H, Peebo, uh, 50... Sir Andrew Seuss. Sos, I think it was Sos from Tasmania. In Tasmania. And finally, last not least in our short segment today, because we didn't get a lot of attention, Kyle Bauer in Worcester, Ohio, 50. And that will close out our uh, thank yous wow. for the uh, donors. That's uh, very fast. 498. I don't think we've had one this, <laughs> this short. I'm not going to bitch. You know why? Uh, here's why. I'm going to read you three... Three notes. Uh, number one. Hey, Adam, says Ben Oliver. I'm a writer for TV and just made a pilot. Now I'm struggling to get it aired because I don't like the taste of penis and keep turning down product placement. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> <laughs> That's mainstream for you, baby. Which is supposed to be banned on the BBC. So apparently he's, he's in the UK and uh, getting Oh, really? Yeah. So, so, so essentially they're trying to get product placed, which is supposed to be banned by the BBC. But he's refusing to put it in his pilot because he doesn't like the taste of penis. I've just come back from Hilversum on an unrelated job and noticed while I was there, it's Media Central in Holland. So I emailed a friend of mine to set up a meeting. It went well, and they agreed to make a couple more episodes when the BBC's ownership of it runs out in a few months. Uh, and Here's an all caps. I would not have had this meeting were it not for the No Agenda Airport Wi-Fi at Schiphol. So as a thank you, I am now a $5 a month subscriber. It's not much, but until I become a mogul, it's all I've got. Also, when you become a mogul, I want a bit part <laughs> in one of these shows. Yeah, we want to be in your show. 
Yeah. And we like the taste of penis, so we'll do anything to get on. Speak for yourself. (laughs) It's been easy to hit people in the mouth since you nailed the Pope prediction. Amazing. Uh, Anyway, I hope all is well. Thank you very much. Um, And then we have uh, from Connor. Sir, firstly, thanks for helping deprogram this former boots on the ground for Gitmo Nation poutine. That is the new name, of course, for Canadia. I am glad to say that listening to your show was one of the primary factors that woke me up to the BS and led to my retirement from the armed forces and cancel my cable subscription. <laughs> and uh, so he's also uh, now on a. He actually sent. He did a. Uh, I should. I should probably play that. He did. He he took our PSA. Remember we did PSAs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I did. It's, and he. I know he's like I've enhanced them for you. <laughs> It's pretty bad, <laughs> but uh, since he's a, a monthly subscriber and since he quit the armed forces and cancel his cable for us, I think we should play his, his PSA. So you're at a party just hanging out, having a great time. When someone goes, hey, I know we can get some Bitcoin. Like you're not already having fun, so you say, no thanks, to let them know you're not interested. And they go, what's with you? You scared? So you look at all the others who also aren't getting Bitcoin. You go, yeah, scared of being like you. (laughs) 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 Thecoolspot.gov. Check it out. (laughs) I think outstanding job. (laughs) Yeah, that's about, that's that's a borderline professional. And then finally, uh, I want to send a, a big, uh, big dolloping wallop of karma uh, to our Black Knight Dave Koss in um, uh, in Dallas. He says, uh, "I'm a Black Knight." Of course, I know who he is. You know, we we uh, hung out with him on the uh, uh, on the Hot Pockets tour. Stayed at his house. He says, "In need of some heavy karma." After a botched IV while taken to the hospital for for dehydration, I got a blood clot in my arm. The clot broke off and into both lungs. I'm now in the hospital on blood thinners. Thank you, hospitals. Wait, wait, wait. You think that's bad? You think that's bad? What do you think his first meal was in the hospital? What? Mac and cheese. Oh, no. Mac and Cheese Life. Mac and Cheese by Ayn Rand. There you go. Black Knight Dave Koss. You've got karma. The mac and cheese karma for you, man. Get well soon, okay? Get well soon. Damn, man. This sucks. Stay away from the hospital. Yes. Um, so thank you uh, to the people who did step up today. Thank you very much. Um, of course, thank you to all of our monthly subscribers, but also to the people who are, are donating generously uh, knowing that uh, since they're not an executive producer, but they are above the $50 level, that they are pretty much going to get just their name mentioned in their place. Although, you know, we do try to pick out, we, of course, we read everything. We do try, try to pick up some of the, the funnier notes when uh, when they do appear. Uh, rather short today, though. So uh, please consider uh, helping us out and for the the show, the last show before show 500. Yeah, 499, and that will give you uh, the executive producer on two shows. If you hit three thirteen or five hundred, which is a dollar a show for five hundred shows, yeah, what a bargain that! I mean, we're cheaper than H and M people. 
H&M. Yes, Hammerson Are they still Moore. in business? Huh? Oh, they're, they're just tremendous business. Are you kidding me? Uh, <clears throat> so here is where you go for all of your options. Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no agenda. Um... I don't think we have any birthdays. <laughs> Am I just playing the jingle for no birthday? Yeah, love like you're like a robot. Woo! It's your birthday, yeah. Good job, Curry. Wow. Well, that's weird. Okay. Um, well, we have a nighting then. We have an Insta night today, so uh, I'm very happy to do that. Of course, this is for the No Agenda pins, the night pins, uh, which are... Um, uh, is is Eric working on these? We're all working on okay. it. Okay, the whole the whole Dvorak family is working. By the on way, it. I will say this. Yes. Ah. Oh. Yes. Uh, the pins are leading me to the following idea. Okay. We can have a meeting. Well, let's knight someone first, and then we'll have the meeting. All right. Let's. Uh... David Kilman, step forward, my friend. You are an instantite. We are very happy to welcome you to the elites table of the No Agenda Knights and Dames. So please, uh, let me. Uh, here you go, Neil, and I pronounce these Sir David Killian Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable for you. So Herkus and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay, Hot Pants and Booze, Wenches and Beer, Rubenesque Women and Rosé, Geishas and Sake, Vodka and Vanilla, Bong Hits and Bourbon, Sparkling Cider and Escorts, Mutton and Mead, and if you are into it, Breast Milks and Pablo. Welcome into the illustrious club, and of course, uh, this is just the start of many levels of peerage which you can achieve here at the No Agenda podcast, known as the best podcast in the universe. And we welcome Dame Tanya Wyman into a new peerage level as she now becomes Baroness Dame Tanya Wyman. Uh, this is uh, due to her uh, long-term support of the program, and as you know, uh, anything, uh, any, all of our peerage can claim. Uh, responsibility for an area, for a geographic area. She would like to claim the borough of Manhattan, uh, leaving four more boroughs over for other uh, uh, barons and baronesses and, of course, archdukes. I think if, if you're a duke or an archduke, then you can claim all of New York State and then Dame uh, Baroness Yeah, she works Tanya. under you. Yes, yeah, Baroness Tanya would be. But, you know, she, the baroness could become the next uh, what duke of New York. Would the, is a duke or is a duchess? Duchess. The Duchess of New York. <laughs> the Duchess of New York. How hot How hot does that sound? I am the Duchess of New York. Lick my boots. And you can have a card made, and you'll have the little pin. So here's what I'm thinking. So we're going to have this pin. That <laughs> yeah, has to hold be on, you, you said that just like the guy selling the FBI kit to little Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a card made. You're now an FBI agent. <laughs> So you have this pin that's going to be identifiable to other No Agenda listeners. And it's going to have, the way I'm thinking, is that the pin will not be a single pin. It will be a series of pins that will have different backgrounds, colors. Oh, a series. Oh, oh yeah, okay, keep going. I love it. So I'm you have it. a pin for, you have your knighthood pin. This is It's like the fruit salad. It's the No Agenda fruit salad. And so you have your knighthood pin, which may have, I don't know what color background, white perhaps. Or maybe black for the Black Knights, or maybe just white. And then the, when you move up the ladder to bar, Baronet, or actually go to Baron, and then uh, Earl, and all the rest, the background color begins to change. Ooh, nice. So I'm when you're up that. at the top of the, the heap, you have a different pin. In fact, I think the Grand Duke 
which is the top thing you can have uh, in, in any system. Yes. I think that will be a gold pin. Oh, man. It'll just be gold. Just solid. Just see, yeah, you can, you can bite in it and it just bends. You could do that. Right. So that so we have to so but we had now we had to find someone that can make that line of pins. Well, can we get the same people who do the, our bags? Can we get no, a, a no <laughs> bag? No, you're chi- you're talking China. They make one thing: bags. <laughs> bag. We're bags. Hello. Not Hello. pins. Oh Hi. no, bags, not pins. Bags, not pins. <laughs> but we make bag, not pin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they probably have a relative who makes pins. <laughs> my, my cousin make pin. Good deal. Very good deal. I give you a good deal. Okay, so when can we expect these? Because I'm, I'm, I'm Sometime before the end of the year. Oh, we can get it sooner. No, we haven't. You have to realize it took us two years to get the rings underway. So right. this is uh, this is on high speed. And I'd like to say that people have to understand we the only product we are actually good at making is this show. Right. Everything else, except for the show notes, because that's kind of a part of making the show. It's you know it's it's an it's the process that's a part of it which I'll point out I do. Um, you do what? I make the I do the show notes. I do all of that. You do the show notes are the best part. Well, and someday I, I in the future, pretty. those show notes, even though the show will be long forgotten, those show notes will be a resource. That is probably ac- in some major library. That is actually our legacy, is it not? I think the show notes are the legacy. Uh, here, I think you guys sh- gassing on the radio is zip. Yep, the show notes should be in the Library of Congress. Yeah, they should. Is there a way? How do how do we petition for that? I think we'll get, end up getting a Library of Congress librarian listening to the show one day, and then oh yeah, he or she will say, "Well, you know, that's a good idea." Hey, will I'll it be? Like it, I'll work it in. Oh, that's great. Does anyone know a librarian? Is, is that who works there? Librarians at the Library of Congress? Yeah, they're all librarians. Well, someone has to make the decision. It's not just library willy- science, my friend. It's not just willy nilly. They can't. It's not just up to some librarian to just put whatever they want in I there. Think is it? Some of the smaller, the Library of Congress consists of a whole bunch of collections. There are different curators for different collections, or maybe they curate more than one. And I think if you just have the right curator, somebody who has a collection of media stuff, for example, uh-huh. uh, examples of media, they would take the show notes and put them in a in a box. <laughs> in a box. Yeah. Hey, do you think the librarians at the Library of Congress have their hair up in a bun with like uh-huh. horn rim glasses? And, and they're then, really hot and when they take right. glasses off. Right, right. Shake their head. Yes. And the hair yeah. goes flying, and the next thing oh. you know, oh my. Oh, hello. Are you crackpot? By any chance? Why, yes, I am. Let me show you the back room. In fact, it's one of the classes they have to take. I know the University of California Library School of Librarian Science, Library Science, they actually have one course uh, that's given, I think, in the first uh, semester of the second year or first quarter. I know they're on a semester now. They, that teaches you how to do the uh, head shake. It's a whole, it takes a, a whole semester. It's amazingly hard. If you want to learn how to do the head shake, send me a head shot, and then I'll see if we can uh, we'll put you through admissions, <laughs> and, uh, and then I'll teach you. Okay. I take you to New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier we heard from uh, the midget known as Mayor, Midget Mayor Bloomberg, the Oompa Loompa of Manhattan. Uh, who, of course, is uh, going to force you into a mandatory uh, sanity check on his giant voice system, no doubt. He'll put one of those up on the Empire State Building. Um, That'd be perfect. 
but uh, he has his Attention own. Attention, New York. Attention, <laughs> New York. It's time to check your sanity. I am Mayor Bloomberg. Do not pay any attention to the man behind the curtain who is five foot one. Okay. So, um, Mayor Bloomberg has his own radio show uh, on WOR in uh, in New York, and over the weekend he had did a, you know it's it's not he's, it's more him answering questions. It's usually pretty boring. Um, but uh, CBS News did a segment on his show this weekend, which was well, I mean to say brazen is 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 just too short of a word. And we already have thousands of cameras all over New York City, but could more surveillance be on the way? Mayor Bloomberg predicts security cameras and even spy drones will keep chipping away at our personal space. CBS 2's Alice Gaynor is live in Times Square with why this has some people concerned. Now, this is an interesting report. Of course, it is. A, you know, this is the telescreen talking to you people. This is Mockingbird to saying exactly what they should. So, first of all, she says it's. You know, some people are concerned. But then listen to the reporter who's standing on Times Square with a drone flying overhead. Good morning, Alice. Good morning. If you constantly feel like you're being watched, chances are you probably are, at least if you're on the streets here in New York City. And it may not end with those mounted cameras you see up and around the city here. There is talk now of possibly using drones. You've seen the cameras attached to light poles around New York City streets. A constant reminder that someone is always watching. Everybody wants their privacy, but um, I don't know how you're going to maintain it. And Mayor Bloomberg says... <laughs> that is the Oompa Loompa mayor, by the way, who just said, I don't know how you're going to maintain your privacy. I mean, what are you talking about? It seems it may not end with mounted cameras. It's just we're going into a different world, uncharted, and like it or not, what people can do or governments can do is different, and you can to some extent control, but you can't keep the, the tides from coming in. How about that, huh? Like it or not. Slave. Well, it, it gets a little better even. And what the tide may be bringing in are drones, unmanned aircraft that can shoot live video. Yeah, they can also shoot live rounds, but that's left out of the report. So how is the Oompa Loompa miniature midget mayor uh, going to justify having drones fly over the island of uh, Manhattan, but of course they'll be all over the state of New York, but he's only responsible for New York. What's the difference whether the drone is up in the air or on the building? What's the difference? What's your problem? There's a drone on the side of the building. It's just called a camera. There's no difference if it's a drone flying around. I, uh, I mean, intellectually, I'd have trouble making a distinction. You know, it's intellectually. You're an idiot. <laughs> intellectually, you know, maybe one is flying, you asshole. Drones are being used by law enforcement in other cities. This is video out of Poland filmed by a drone hovering above. It's Poland. Hello, Poland. And by the way, what city? Poland's rather large, lady. Above a huge protest. The drone can capture details like faces and license plate numbers. Woohoo! Party! It's the time. Back here in Manhattan, the New York Civil Liberties Union has documented nearly 2,400 surveillance cameras and says the idea of drones are a huge concern. It's disappointing. Now listen to this woman. This is, this is, the, this is how, this is the shill 
who is uh, the civil liberties whatever in New York, and she's the one that is going to say that this is wrong, but she's not. She's saying something. In fact, she's on board with the program. The idea of drones are a huge concern. It's disappointing that the mayor uh, exhibits such disdain for the legitimate concerns of New Yorkers about their privacy. So far, so good. None of us expects that that will go unseen when we're out on the street. None of us expects to go unseen when we're out on the street. That's why, I mean, why would you expect to have any privacy when you're walking around. But we also have a right to expect that the government isn't making a permanent record. So she feels. So this is the 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 person on your side feels it's okay for the government to spy on you as long as they don't keep a permanent record. And, and let's get the logic straight on this. What is the point if you're not making a record <laughs> of doing this in the first place? Well, we have a name. Yeah, we for had it. a camera on him. Oh, did you show me some of the footage? Well, we just had a camera on him. We really didn't make a, any film. We just had a camera on him. That's all we did. This is all because. Well, of, then what good is it? Because this is all part of the Ring of Steel. And something worth mentioning, the NYPD has integrated their security cameras with private companies in lower Manhattan. It's Fantastic. A program known as the Ring of Steel. So it seems the only <laughs> way for right now to stay out of the view of Big Brother is to stay inside. That's right. Stay inside. <laughs> lock your doors. Do not worry. Your security officer will be allowed to take your urine samples. Do not contaminate the urine samples or you will be shot. The giant voice system will tell you when it's okay. When will people stop to realize that this is actually happening? I think it's be. I think the, uh, it's weird. I had a discussion at the dinner table last night. And who was and this with? Uh, was it, it with was JC and his fiance? Okay. And so uh, he was mentioning. This came up in a conversation. We were talking about. Uh, epithets and and how it's generationally changed a bit where people can call you a name or something and sometimes it's meaningful sometimes it's not but that the so conversation, let's have an example just so we, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's not what the point of the conversation i'm interested is. in this you know what an epithet is you asshole oh you know, yes like, i understand thank you okay. prick so uh dick <laughs> so uh you know and some of these have more impact than others on different kinds of people and but that the, the, but the conversation turned to the cutting in line phenomenon he makes the claim that anybody under the age of 40, you can cut in front of them in line and they will be so flabbergasted that they won't know what to do and they won't call you on it as opposed to what I would usually do. And he says, yeah, your generation does. Uh, Mimi does. Mimi will cut, cut someone out for doing it. And I will. Somebody cuts right in front of me, let's say, in line. I will tap them on the shoulder and say, I'm in line. You're behind me. And I would give them the thumb and tell them to move. Right. And unless they were a hell's ha, ha, well, Has this changed somehow? Is is, is cutting yes. in line a problem? Anyone under the age and, and, and JC's entire generation, he claims that you can cut in line. If you if you cut in line at somebody that's about 35 years old or younger, and, and if you look far enough back and there's nobody in their 50s that will go from the back of the line and go, hey, up there, no cutting. He says nobody will say anything okay, because they have well, no training to say. They don't I'm know what sorry. to. All right, I'm, I can I need to interject. This while this may be true in the People's Republic of California, you come and try that crap in Texas, son. 
and then put a cap in your ass. You are just saying that. No, no. You there is no cutting in line here because all you will hear is the slide of nine millimeter yes, glocks. You're, talking, you're like you won't be able to witness this because unless you're someplace out outside of the line. I'm telling you, I would like to get some input from some Texas youngsters. No one cuts in line. No and, one cuts in line in Texas. No one. Okay, I'm just telling you. You know why? You know why? Because we're polite. And the other thing is, by the way, the West Coast leads the way in culture. Yeah, the le- the West Coast those are the those are the a holes of the country. And yes, yes. Argument done. We're well on, onward with the next topic. That. I'm just saying this is a phenomenon that's going on that people should be aware of. The cutting in line. No, the the whole thing, this passive nature of anyone who was raised in, from a, any of the X Gen, Y Gen, this baby, you know, this 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 group from 30, 40, let's say forty and younger, or thirty five and younger, this group is it's so passive, and this is the answer to your question: Why doesn't America wake up? Well, here's the reason: because we have trained all the school system and everything else has trained these kids to be very passive, do what the government says, and blah blah blah. And then you, so you know, it's hopeless. There's nothing short of I don't know what that's going to change anything. And so the drones are going to be coming in and, and <laughs> have all these idiots like that guy that we had that clip from a couple of years ago with the lisp, that crazy kid. I don't know. I, it's better to be safe. It's better to be safe. What are we going to do? I don't like. Wait, what clip was that? Better- safe what clip was that it's a clip i can go get it again it was done in the clip show too it's this kid who's who's just some guy's about 25 maybe he's got this horrible speech impediment and he's going and he says it's okay to be frisked and and shaken down at the airport well it's what are you going to do it's better to be safe it's better to be safe (laughs) i want to hear this clip again get it Oh, was this search search show notes is all that's all messed up now. Years, I got five years of clips. There's thousands of them. We put so much effort into this show. It's a surprise that we even can manage to produce it. Well, yeah, it is really. I mean, and you know what the problem is? We make it look so easy. Well, that's because we're pros. Yeah, but that's but that's why people forget. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I get like patch. Dev main dot lisp. I've got like lisp files <laughs> on my computer. This is not good. <laughs> Lisps. Uh, what is it, it would be lisps. I'm trying. It's gonna oh. be. From, what, how from, would you, if you were to name that clip? What would you name it? Idiot. Idiot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's we, the problem. We have way too many clips named idiot because I I sensibly find a lot of idiot clips. So I'm watching Australian TV. Yes. And there's a movie they're showing, which is an Australian-produced movie. I've never seen it before, called uh, Seconds to Spare. And there's a there's some good example. I got a few clips from it, but I got I just and one's a kicker. But I do want to play the a bad acting clip. Ah. So play a bad acting. The first one, not number two, but the first one. Bad acting. Seconds to spare. You get a little bad acting action. <laughs> You didn't leave me any choice. We had a deal. All right, what kind of a deal did you make with those people he killed at the facility? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm guessing you didn't go there just to destroy the facility. These people were not in the same room when they did the scene. <laughs> no, they were actually supposed to be over the phone. But anyway, so here, the, the, you can skip that one because the better one is bad acting too. Uh, of course. <laughs> it's the sequel. 
don't know who this guy is, where he comes from, or what he wants. We wait for him to come to us now. Nobody goes after him. Is that clear? We need more towels. <laughs> we need more towels? Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, while we're in the middle of this, let me just uh, let me just give you some uh, titles. You tell me if you think that's it. Okay. Um, idiotic clip? No. Uh, hilarious idiot democracy now? No. Uh, another idiot the view? No. WTF is this idiot? Uh, Bobby Rush idiot? No, try WTF and see what that is. Okay, let's see. WTF is this idiot? Okay. Oh, come on, load. Load. Developed, finally, have guidelines that you have applied. No, that's not going to be it, right? That's just an idiot. Yeah, that's just an that's just uh, idiot kid. That might be it. On Lenny? On Lenny or Leno? Lenny? It's diversity, opinions, faith. Torum talks. No, that's not going to be it. No, that's not it. Uh, McCain, idiot. Rick Perry is an idiot. Uh, idiot from Minnesota? No. Let me check. I got to re- rethink my name. military. I disagree. No, that would be a, a congressional idiot. Yeah, that's mostly congressional. American idiot. idiot. Oh, that's one of your Green Day songs. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, okay, it's, I'll, I'll find it and we'll play it on a future show. So anyway, let's play the kicker. Now, here's what I like. This was, I think, this movie's done 2002, something like that. I just find it interesting that one of our basic theses shows up in a movie because apparently it's impossible to actually do this in any other way other than with cornball fiction. And by the way, this is a crappy film. So hold on. What, what is our basic thesis? Just to remind Well, you'll you. hear it in the clip, and you can you ring the bell when you hear it. Seconds to spare kicker. Oh, kicker. Okay, here we go. Police have a man on the emergency line claiming to be on our train. Commander Haggerty here. Who is this? My name is Blake. I'm on board a train headed for Sydney. I'm listening. We've been hijacked. <laughs> I'm assuming you already know that. <laughs> How many hijackers? I'm only guessing, but I say maybe five or six of them are left. You're American? Is that a problem? Not yet. You got a first name, Mr. Blake? Listen, you can check me out later. For now, we have to find a way to stop this train. Who are you? Paul Thomas Blake. Former DEA agent. I've been tracking a guy on this train. His name is Larkin, Emmett Larkin. American. Works for the CIA. Well, I'll have him checked out, but in the meantime, if I call the DEA, what will they tell me about you? They'll tell you I've been in prison. I was set up by Larkin and my former partner. They were using drug money to fund CIA covert operations. <laughs> Try to shut them down, but I ended up taking a fall for it. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> they were using drug money to fund covert CIA operations. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. So, <laughs> mm, wow, it's not clip of the day, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm still like trying to find your your lisping oh, idiot. You no, don't even. I mean, it, you, no. No, it's uh, you know. I'm. I'm just trying. I. I, I we can't uh, complete the show uh, without talking about uh, what I think is happening in uh, in Cyprus. Um, uh, you know, the, the, apparently they have. Well, here's a little rundown from the BBC on where we're at with the the banking situation in Cyprus. It's it's actually it's quite good the way this uh, douche knuckle explains it. But it's so matter of factly that you, you know you need to stop and take a second and think. Well, hold on a second. The banks are doing poorly, so therefore the European Union has to come in and rescue them, the banks, instead of letting the banks go bankrupt. 
And uh, and this apparently, you know, one way or the other, it's on the backs of the people, whether it's through austerity measures such as Greece and Portugal and Spain, uh, or it's uh, and the Netherlands, by the way, or it's right up front and they just take some of your money. Um, and th- I think the deadline, I guess, is this Monday. Well, they, they didn't manage it last time, and, and essentially we are looking at something of repeat uh, of what occurred over the last weekend, which is that the, the ECB has laid down an ultimatum. They said that you have to meet uh, our demands um, within this time frame. If you don't do it, then, you know, we're, we're going to cut off uh, the assistance that, that Cypriot banks desperately need to keep functioning at this point in time. That's the emergency liquidity assistance. So it's kind of a repeat of what happened uh, last week. Now, what is definitely politically a problem this time round, and we've had that absolutely confirmed, is a raid on deposits. Uh, that just appears to be completely off the table. If you can't do that, of course, your options start to look more limited for actually raising the cash. So there's a good chance that, that Cyprus may not actually be able to get to the point of agreeing to a deal uh, as of now. And, and, and if they don't meet the deadline and the liquidity support gets taken away, that's the end of their time in the euro, is it? They're well, out. It, it does start to look like that. Um, it becomes very hard to, to function when inside the euro when your banking system has collapsed. You have banks that would then need urgently recapitalizing, stocking up with... So, okay, so the, I, I think that a, you know, a lot of this is bull crap about you know, who cares about Cyprus. But we know from our mm, extensive research that Cyprus is quite interesting uh, in the global game. And I'm going to... Uh, lay out a couple of things, John. I want you to kind of help me through this because I haven't been able to completely figure it out. Um, so there was, you know, talk, of course, a lot of the money there is it's a tax haven for Russian money. Uh, and, you know, we're not just talking Mr. Oil. You know, we're, talk, we're, we're talking, talking like real big, big, big money. The guy big, got killed in, in Great Britain. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, big, big, big bucks. And Billions. now um, Russia does not like Cyprus. In fact, Russia's friend is Turkey. And the reason why is if you look at all the Gazprom pipelines, you'll see they all go through Turkey. They've, you know, Turkey, the Russians go to Turkey on vacation. Uh, Turkey, you know, has the biggest exporters to Russia. Russia and Turkey, they are, they are buds. Um, Cyprus, of course, uh, has been targeted and we know that we have, uh, uh, Houston oil companies, American warships, all kind of circling around Cyprus for the Leviathan gas field. Uh, which will have to start pumping, and Cyprus actually has some claim to that, which will start pumping uh, gas uh, through C- Cyprus, through Greece, bypassing Turkey, going into Italy, going into um, into Europe, of course, the largest customer. Now, there's really only two big customers that matter for uh, natural gas. Uh, three if you count Japan, but that's geography is a little complicated. So we have Europe, and Europe is... Um, uh, is very dependent upon Russian gas. This is why uh, Lucifer, Clinton, Hillary, and uh, the no-neck monster uh, Baroness Ashton went to the Balkans, you know, to secure the pipeline deal, so you know they can have their uh, their own pipeline uh, independent of the Russians coming up from the south. And of course, that actually competes with the Russian South Stream. Um, I, it, it feels to me. Now the, the and this is brand new that Russia has now for the first time in God what is it how long are the more than ten years of talks and this is right after the, this is no one's talking about this in the news so right after um, there's this potential threat of big Russian money being seized 
uh, in Cyprus, which I would have to say, you know, is a big attack from the European Union on Russia, which is, seems kind of dumb, or maybe they're trying to weasel Russia out. Russia turns right around and signs a deal with China to deliver all this, uh, all these natural resources, oil and gas. And they've been, and this is so ten years they haven't been able to figure it out. This happens, and boom! Now all of a sudden, this deal is done. I'm somehow thinking, knowing how important the Chiners are to Europe as well, I'm thinking that in the back, and this may be weird, and you're going to have to set me straight, John, I think that our American elites, the American uh, oil and gas establishment, is working in cahoots with Russia to fuck Europe. Well, there's a couple of possibilities here. Uh, First, let's throw a couple other little maybe... uh, truisms in uh first of all if you're going to make an announcement you're going to take 10 percent of the savings from the cyprus banks and you don't actually do it and then announce it in other words you do it in advance you're actually setting up a run on the banks to break the country right so exactly so this was done the same way if you notice with with how they screwed with greece who wasn't they weren't playing ball either so they did what they could to create bank runs and do all these things to screw the country even though greece as we know, is the most productive of all the European nations in terms of individual productivity, which was documented over and over again. So there's something going on. Now, the Russians in Russia and the Russians who put their money in Cyprus are not necessarily in the part of the same clan. Mm-hmm. So this may have been done to specifically screw the Russians who are expats living in Europe or doing some other kinds of deals, working on both sides of the fence, right. putting their money not in Russia – in a Russian bank where it would actually could be recycled right. a little bit. Right. But they've moved the money offshore and put it, most of it in Cyprus. And this would kind of fall into play if we're trying to screw, you know, the Russians want to screw those guys, if well, not could, kill them. But this could also start like a war. I mean, this is not this is not a minor thing. Well, it's not going to start much of a war if we're in bed with the Russians. Well, Okay. Well, it's Turkey, the European... The, Turkey, the Turks are always, you know... They're, in, they're pretty aggressive. Yeah, they could be bombing somebody tomorrow, but uh, in fact, there was a, a novel written by a Turk, a uh, famous Turk that called World War Three, where he outlined the potential for a Third World War developing from a battle that began by the Turks in the Middle East. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Right. So, so well, the, let me just add another data point to as you work through this with me. Sure. Another data point is that because of the extreme uh, cold, the length of the cold period now in Euroland, uh, Britain is on the brink of running out of natural gas, and that's oh. yeah, that's partially because um, let's see the there's a there was a pipeline disrupt disruption. <laughs> Get ready for this, people. Uh, the pipeline from, let me just see if I can find this. Uh, one of the Scandinavian partners, I think, had a, a, a pipeline disruption. It's, it appears that the United Kingdom, an island, uh, is down to only two days out of, of reserves on natural gas. So it would be very easy for, I think, Russia to go, yet. Yeah, but I don't think they do that. Well, they have done it with Lithuania. They've done it yeah, with other but countries. Do, doing it with Great Britain is like asking for uh, – see what would happen if they did that, which is why I don't think they will. 
uh, it would bring attention to the problem of reliance on Russia. And then all these bypass pipelines would, would unless we're setting them up to do that. Now, that's always that's exactly what I just said. Somehow. We're well, in I think you said we're in cahoots with them. I didn't think we we're trying to screw them. Well, by hold, being on. In cahoots. hold on a second. Well, can we just say as an overall global theme that uh, any American politician or elite is pretty much out to screw everybody else, regardless of how how pretty we look? Yes, I think that's probably true. <laughs> okay. So, so if we could convince the Russians to – the Russians are pretty good at geopolitics, so yeah. they're at least as good as we are. Yeah. So they would spot this and, and try to make it backfire on us somehow because they like doing that too. And then we'd be estranged friends. Still again, possible. Which is, I think is more likely than them cutting off Britain. We'll know shortly, but I, I just – I don't see that happening. I, I just don't uh, – I think they would do just the opposite and go out of their way to help them show you how generous the Russians are mm. and make a big deal out of it. And, you know, so they then, then start lording it over everybody. Well, if it wasn't for us, you'd be dead by now. It's like we used to do with World War II. <laughs> if it wasn't for the Americans, you guys would be speaking German. We've, st- we've saved you twice already. We've saved you twice. What more do you want? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to get old. <laughs> but the Russians, the Russians could pull that stuff. Uh, the kids don't realize, you know, every 40 years you got to remind the new generation, though. They, you can't even remind them to tell somebody not to cut in line. <laughs> I'm very sad. Except in Texas. I'm very, you know, I'm very sad to say uh, we will be losing two more good friends after this year. Of course, we had to say goodbye to Hillary. And I hope we can keep the show on the air long enough to welcome her back. back. She'll be back in six months after all the healing is done. <laughs> after the scarring is after the scarring, scarring has, has faded, faded. So she's, and she looks so oh she took some time off and look how young she looks from taking a vacation <laughs> that's going to be the news coverage oh she looks so much she looks so refreshed um yeah. what happened to her jowls haiku herman uh, oh yeah this will is be, a shame yeah he will be leaving so no well maybe if we're lucky he might he might you know do some political haikus Appearing on Flemish television Sunday, Euro Council President Herman van Rompuy announced that after serving out his current second term on December 1st, he will shut the door on public politics. His family, however, will soldier on. Van Rompuy's wife is a municipal councillor, and both his sons are members of the Flemish parliament. So uh, he will go, but but probably just as sad that uh, no-neck monster, no-chin monster, baroness, high priestess, High Representative Kathy Ashton will be uh, leaving. Yeah, I think she's leaving because Hillary's uh, not in the business anymore. I think I really think there was a connection between those well, two. She, they really liked each she, other. Uh, here, uh, yes, they liked each other. Uh, they may have been bosom buddies. They kind of look like each other, except she literally has no chin. Um, she added, the job is physically taxing. Quote, it's quite hard, and there's a lot of travel and a lot of sitting on planes. My dear friend Hillary Clinton... Yeah, and go. I talked about this a few times. It is exhausting with your own plane, your own staff. It's exhausting, I tell you. This business of ruling the slaves is just exhausting. <laughs> Hillary, 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 come! How do you do How it? How do you do it? What is your hairdresser's name? <laughs> Hillary, Hillary. How, um, what do you, what do you, are you coming back? I only want to come back if I'm president of Europe. Just like Hillary. I need to get me one of those, 
And Muslim girls. Like, Huma. If I had one of those Muslim girls to take care of me, everything would be good and dandy. So anyway, yes, that's exactly what's going on. I think <laughs> we can manage. That's exactly. We still got Biden. Oh, Biden. Yeah, we got oh, Biden. That's true. That's true. Well, that's good. And, you know, and, yeah. and we have the crazy uh, people in the State Department press conferences. Yeah, yeah, we got some of that. We got some and of that. There's a lot of legislation coming out, and we have this big Senate bill now. Luckily, you know, luckily, luckily, luckily. Yeah, lots of stuff. I also want to talk about uh, not today's show. I'm going to push it off to uh, Thursday. Frago 242. What? Frago 242? Can I play this? You might as well. I think when the WikiLeaks documents came out in um, November 2011, I had a sense, and, and, and the team that I work with who spent a lot of time covering the war in Iraq, that there was a deeper story here. And one of the things that made us very interested was there was a reference to a thing called Frago 242, which was Fragmentary Order 242, which was a U.S. military order um, instructing U.S. soldiers to ignore Iraq on Iraq. Torture. Now, this incident, this Frago 242, came up over a thousand times in the documents as we looked at it. And we wondered why was this order issued and, and what was the story behind it? And there was also references in the, the, doc, the, the WikiLeaks to um, a General Adnan Tabat, who was visiting the American embassy. Um, so it, it was a sense that there was a deeper story to tell here and that the WikiLeaks documents, because they were the actual documents and what the State Department was sending back to Washington about what was going on, that this was a, was a, was a, was a real treasure trove that we, we should explore rather than just become excited about the means of these documents being delivered. Uh, okay, uh, yes. Uh, no one cares. No, not in this country. But they're playing this, this documentary that The Guardian did called Searching for Steel, S-T-E-E-L-E, and there's a link in the show notes, which I sent you. Right. Yep. People can watch this yep. thing. It's only 52 minutes. And it has that character in it, this guy from Iraq that was the, uh, I guess, the guy who ran these. Uh, the, essentially, it's a discussion of the secret police set up by our guys and a, and a death squad and, and apparently tons of torture camps. And it's quite fascinating. And in, in one of her laments, the woman who did this, who's a very famous journalist, uh, literally, she uh, says it's weird because... The German TV's got it on. Everybody's watching this Dutch. Everybody's watching this documentary in, in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> Here, PBS doesn't give a crap. None of the networks want to even Hello, look at Hello, Lindsay Lohan is, has been arrested. What's your problem? What are you trying to watch? She goes on and on about this, and I'm laughing to myself, and she says there's only two, two outlets, including Democracy Now!, which is, like, marginalized, to say the least, and real TV, which is that sketchy operation, <laughs> and so that even care. And I'm th and you're right. Nobody cares, and it's fascinating that nobody cares. And, and and I think she made a good point though when she says people weren't looking at the WikiLeaks documents to try to get some good stories out of them. They were just going, "Wow, wow! Somebody leaked all these documents." Yeah, which is the way we do things, and it's just it's so pathetic. That uh, oh, I, I can I can tell you how really pathetic it is. I'll give you an example because the BBC has their own version of ignoring facts. Uh, so, well, here's the here's the real kicker to me. Why? I mean, they do this in other countries. Why haven't people like Rumsfeld and others and Cheney and others been arrested for war crimes? Oh, are you insane? 
Okay. I uh, how about yeah? Don't say that word. I get picked up. <laughs> Only if you say yes. <laughs> Just keep saying no. I'm not insane. I am not insane. We need dog tags, that, you know, or like a medical bracelet. This would be a good premium, by the way. Anyone could make this. No agenda medical bracelet that says 100% sane. <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> fact. Fact. So, of course, it's almost April. Uh, the global uh, warming scam has not worked because, of course, you know, we are now going into a new ice age. Everyone can laugh all you want. You know, I've been, we've been saying I've been saying it for years based upon, you know, what we learned in the 70s. That was the fact back then. The government is always lying to you. It's always go the other. They say zig. You got to zag. Um, so, of course, you know, we can't really bring up the fact that, you know, it's everyone's freezing their ass off in the UK where we're supposed to have no snow ever again. Children would only know snow globes. And they would know movies with snow. That's what they said. And we have that clip that proves Fact. that. Fact. And by the way, if there's so much record heat every year, why are there only two days left of natural gas? <laughs> so, exactly. So this is coming up. So we have to distract the slaves. Now, in America, we have a guy for that. You've got something going on and you need a distraction Clooney. No, the BBC has to do something else. And of course, it's something that we've done, so they just report on it. And very quickly, a prosecutor in the United States who's so fed up with the bad weather that he's filed a criminal indictment against the groundhog, which every February oh. predicts when spring will start. Well, this groundhog is known as Phil, and he's being charged with misrepresentation of early spring. And the prosecutor is recommended... Recommending the death penalty. That's all for now. Uh, what what great news from the BBC? Shoot Punxsutawney Phil. And by the way, if that's how they're going to treat the the groundhog, just wait until you weatherman. How they're going to treat you in a little while? The the, the citizenry will come and shoot you. Fact. Fact. Uh, I think. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bitcoin. We already did that. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty funny how it, just tons of they're really trying right now. So this is in the, it's very beautiful to watch the manipulation of the Bitcoin community. Um, wonderful to see. Oh, guy puts his house up for fifty one hundred bitcoins. Okay, so of course that's bullcrap story. Then you just get totally. story after story. There's no way you can Europe, make that deal work. Europe is running to Bitcoin. And so while this, on Fridays, like, everyone in Spain is buying up Bitcoin. Well, it's so funny because the price dropped to 60. It dropped, I, I tracked this now, it dropped down to 60. Everyone, oh, Spain's buying, well, that, that means that people are selling it. This is totally, this makes no sense. So the fluctuation has been between 60 and 70 over the past two days. That's a pretty volatile market. So when you own one, so when you pay 60 bucks for this Bitcoin, so does that give you a piece of uh, like some, some ownership in a large corporation like a stock certificate would do? Uh, no, it gives oh. you a number. Okay, now I own this number and I can use that for, I can use that when I go to the store? Uh, well, yes. Like if you, my crack use a credit card. Yes, if you're going to the uh, to the Health Rangers uh, seed store at naturalnews.com. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Those seeds are overpriced. 
I, I, if I'm going to buy seeds, I'm going to get the Burpee catalog no, no, or no, the no, Heritage no. Seed catalog. <laughs> Listen, I know how to make buy my, seeds by mail order. I know, I know who, and I know how they're making money off of this. This is very simple. So first of all, you set up an exchange like Max Kaiser, who probably owns all of them. That's where the real money is. But that's a pain in the ass. It's like work. Yeah, that's so, a lot of that's work. work. So, but he's done that before, so he knows how to. He knows do how it. to do it. He, he knows already how to, has the software. Yeah, he knows how to do it. Um, I like the one. So you know, you can make so you can generate a Bitcoin key, and then you can essentially, if you can remember the number, or let's say you have it engraved on some jewelry. You know, this is a new one, the Bitcoin ring. You know, so you know, if someone then chops off your finger, then they have all your money, or you can just remember it. I have a genius idea, I think. And, and I'll cut you in for 50%. Because we're partners. We're partners. You sure don't just want to give the idea to the show? Done. The idea is to the show, and it's uh, a Bitcoin ham radio. So you transfer the Bitcoin through ham radio. <laughs> think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm waiting for the money to roll in. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I even bring that up? <laughs> Okay. All right. I am actually seeing if it could be done. <laughs> Got to be honest. Well, yes, I'm sure you are. I'm yeah. not, and I'll look forward to that. It's fun. It's fun. All right, everybody. Remember, uh, you are crazy uh, by uh, the new standard. So be very careful out there, everybody. You, you know, want to play, play a little kicker at the end when we sign off? Yeah, sure. What you got? Seconds to spare hilarious gun sequence. It's just something you can clip and use for any possible use. It's just a bunch of guys shooting each other. Great. We'll use that as end of show clip. Fantastic. It's good for the gun debate. Yeah. Great. Uh, So, yes, people, uh, if you're going to wear your T-shirt, let's put it this way. If you have Tourette's, don't wear the the End the Fed T-shirt. You just can't combine the two. That would be our tip. Yeah, that's a good tip. (laughs) <laughs> That's all. It's the only tip we got for you. It's a and, good tip. And keep an eye on your family. They're trying to report you for being crazy. Yeah, don't trust anybody in the <laughs> own family. And don't cut in line in Texas. Coming to you from the capital of that drone star state uh, in Austin in the morning, everybody. My name's Adam Curry. And coming to you from the capital of northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Uh, no Agenda producer update is coming up on the live stream next. Enjoy that. We'll be back on Thursday. Support us at Dvorak.org slash NA. In the morning, everybody. Talk to you on Thursday.
up with the blues Trying to fill your day with news There's one thing you must remember No agenda in the morning For a healthy, balanced news diet Try noagendashow.com Adios, mofo Dvorak.org Slash N-A